When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, today we're debating whether or not Islam is dangerous to the world, and we are starting right now with Apostate Prophet's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Apostate Prophet. The floor is all yours. Thank you so much, James, uh, and thanks to the Muslim apologist um, for this uh, debate, uh, and hello everybody. Uh, just recently, an incident happened. A renowned uh, author, Salman Rushdie, was uh, brutally attacked by a religious Muslim who had the intention to kill Salman Rushdie. I want to quickly uh, share my screen here. Um, it's funny. Give me a sec. Uh, all right. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit no all over the place right now. Uh, I'm going to share my screen over here. Right, that's, that's right, okay. Uh, I guess you can see this. Now they can, yes. Okay, so uh, author Salman Rushdie was recently uh, attacked by a, a religious Muslim who had the intention to kill Salman Rushdie. Uh, and, and when Salman Rushdie did not die, it was in fact, uh, the attacker did, did in fact point out that, um, that he's very surprised that Salman Rushdie did not die. So he had the clear intention uh, to kill him. This, this devout Muslim who intended to kill Salman Rushdie uh, did this for his religion. He had the, the mission to kill Salman Rushdie and to uh, be rewarded and respected by his religious leaders and authorities. Uh, this has to do with the Ayatollah Khomeini uh, of, of Iran who ordered this attack on Salman Rushdie. He wanted Salman Rushdie killed. But uh, the issue is that this is, of course, not just about Iran and about um, uh, Shia Muslims, which is the case here. Uh, we have many such incidents where people go around and try to harm and kill uh, individuals who offend Islam or who offend uh, Muhammad or who offend the Muslims. We have many more examples. Just uh, recently, a woman was brutally attacked, brutally lynched and killed for allegedly disrespecting Muhammad in Nigeria. A woman called Farhunda Malikzada was uh, in recent times brutally lynched. The footage is horrible. It can't be shown here uh, for 
similar honor-related things. Mashal Khan, who was a, a, a student in Pakistan, was lynched and brutally killed because he allegedly committed blasphemy and, you know, said some things about Islam, like that is not true, for example. Uh, everyone remembers the Charlie Hebdo attacks. People were brutally murdered simply for drawing cartoons. In recent times, even uh, a teacher, Samuel Patti, he was uh, brutally killed in front of the school where he taught not even for supporting anything, but simply for showing cartoons in order to discuss the subject of freedom of speech. For that act, Samuel Paty in France was brutally beheaded in public for offending Islam. Uh, this is a reality. Uh, and the issue is that this is not something that is simply um, that is just happening today. It is something that leads back to Muhammad himself. Muhammad, uh, the prophet of Islam, is considered the perfect human to ever walk the face of the earth. Islam has something unique, which is that Islam has a book which is supposedly authored by the Almighty Allah, who knows everything, and uh, the commands in that book uh, are valid for all times. And Muhammad is supposed to be the perfect messenger for all times. Everyone is supposed to imitate him and follow him and glorify him, do whatever he does, do whatever he says, and abstain from whatever he tells you to abstain. Muhammad was a uh, prophet who had a mob with him and who uh, commanded the killing of people who hurt him. In this quote, he says, who is willing to kill Kaab bin Ashraf, who has hurt Allah and his apostle? Don't ask me how you can hurt the Almighty Allah. The, the, what is being said here is obviously that uh, offense was caused, which is why Muhammad asks for that person to be killed, which was, uh, of course, done later on. Uh, when, it, when it comes to more incidents, more examples of um, Muhammad ordering such killings, not sure if you can, do you see this right now, the website? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, Muhammad was very explicit in his mission. He said, for example, I have been commanded to fight against the people till they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is uh, Allah's slave and messenger. He had the very clear mission to not be peaceful, not spread peace, not say, hey, let's not fight, let's stop fighting, let's spread, uh, you know, a, a beautiful belief, a beautiful new system. No, he came with the explicit intention to fight and to convert people. Uh, he was somebody who prophesied, in fact, this is a prophecy that is very well known throughout the Muslim world. He said that the hour will not be established until you fight the Jews, and the stone behind which a Jew will be hiding will say, oh Muslim, there is a Jew behind me, so kill him. Muslims globally know this. This is Muhammad's prophecy. He says that the hour will not be established until this happens. So this must happen. Muslims must fight the Jews and kill them all. And even the rocks and stones will say there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. People tell that to each other throughout the Muslim world. Muhammad also famously said uh, that whoever changes his Islamic religion should be killed. Islam has an apostasy law that is very widely known, which uh, Muslim scholars across the Islamic schools have established and followed. Uh, people like me who leave Islam are supposed to be killed according to the Islamic uh, religion and uh, jurisprudence. Now... Um, Okay. 
of, of course, Muhammad's words are not the only problem here. When it comes to the Quran, we can also find in Quran chapter 9, verse 29, which is one of my favorite uh, Quran verses, to be honest, uh, that the Quran commands the following, fight against those who do not believe in Allah or in the last day, and who do not consider unlawful what Allah and his messenger have made unlawful, and who do not adopt the religion of truth, Islam, from those who were given the scripture. So, those who don't believe in Allah in the last day, in Muhammad, and those among the people of the scripture, meaning the Christians and Jews who don't adopt Islam, are supposed to be fought, according to the Quran, until they give the jizya, which is an Islamic uh, concept, which is basically protection money. You subjugate uh, the opponents, the disbelievers. They pay protection money to you, you know, uh, for exchange, in exchange for uh, their life as a subject, as second-class citizens in your empire. And uh, if they don't pay that, then they are basically fair game. And it says, until they give the jizya while they are humbled. It was always known in Islamic history that this is a uh, not a not merely a tax, but protection money imposed on the disbelievers in order to humiliate. Uh, them and make use of them as subjects because they are not equal to Muslims who just pay taxes. The Quran uh, further very often describes uh, disbelievers in extremely dehumanizing and insulting ways. For example, uh, of course, a Muslim apologist would come and say, oh, this is just, you know, this is just descriptive. But it says that Allah created for hell many of uh, the humans and the jinn, which are mythical beings that don't exist. And it further says that they are like livestock. Rather, they are more astray. Further, it says in other Quran verses that those who disbelieve among the people of the scripture, meaning Jews and Christians, and the polytheists will be in hell forever. Those are the worst of creatures. It says the similar things in other verses as well. It repeatedly describes uh, the disbelievers, those who don't believe in Islam, as basically lowly creatures which deserve no uh, dignification. This is what Islam is. Now, we talked about uh, the recent incident uh, with Salman Rushdie where a, a, a religious Muslim tried to kill him and did not succeed. This is not something that happens across the religious, uh, you know, globe. It is something that is unique to Islam. It is only Islam which constantly and repeatedly sends shockwaves throughout the world by uh, taking lives and attacking people in public. For example, uh, a very simple challenge. I know some people will come and say, but what about the, I don't, I don't know, the, you know, what happened in Spain in the 15th century? Well, here's a very simple challenge. Give me one example in today's time of somebody being attacked brutally with the intention to kill or somebody being killed because they offended a different religion other than Islam and Muslims throughout the most uh, and those people throughout uh, their religious group actually celebrated it. You cannot find a single example. In the case of Salman Rushdie, for example, Salman Rushdie was attacked with the intention of killing him and this is justified and celebrated uh, or excused by Muslims across the world. If you want to pull up uh, the public opinion on, on this, you will see that Muslims justify it, refuse to condemn it, and most Muslims on the, on social media will end up celebrating it. Uh, you cannot find an example of such a thing anywhere 
across religions. It simply does not exist. Yes, you may find some oppression that happened 500 years ago in, in Europe. You might, you might find other things that happened 2,000 years ago, human sacrifice, whatever it is. But we're talking about right now. Is Islam dangerous right now? Islam is the only religion which causes these problems over and over and over again. Other religions simply don't. And as you can see, Islam does not cause these problems because uh, Muslims just, you know, misunderstand their religion and are somehow uh, affected by circumstances that have nothing to do with their religion. No, Muslims directly take these motivations to kill and to harm from their religion, which dehumanizes the disbelievers and which commands to fight the disbelievers until they are humiliated, until they are subjugated. There are so many more examples that we can go into, such as that Muhammad asked his uh, loyal followers to go and uh, destroy temples. Dhul uh, Khalasa was a temple, for example. Muhammad famously said, uh, who will rid me of this temple? And then one of his uh, loyal minions went and uh, destroyed it and killed whoever was there. Muhammad uh, actually applauded that and uh, said, may Allah bless you and your tribe. Muhammad had uh, rough guys with him, like Omar, who threatened to kill a child. Which, 30 seconds <laughs> left. Which Muhammad did not uh, refuse by saying, no, we don't do that. He simply said, there is no reason to do it right now. So this is Islam. Islam is clear as day dangerous. I'm an apostate. I have a death sentence. I'm supposed to die under the Muslim apologist's perfect worldview in his uh, Islamic nation. So I don't know that if there's anything else more to say to this. Thank you. You got to thank you very much for that opening statement. And folks, want to let you know, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a live debate channel neutral hosting debates on science religion and politics so we don't take any stances ourselves as a channel we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from christian atheist muslim you name it we're glad you're here and with that we're going to kick it over to muslim apologist for his opening statement as well thanks for being with us muslim apologist the floor is all yours all right thank you james for the opening so uh, by the way just to be clear how many minutes do i have you have 12 minutes, and I forgot to mention, I did want to mention, thanks for tuning in with us, as it's somewhat early in the morning there, as Muslim Apologist is actually in Malaysia tuning in, so we appreciate you making that work with your morning schedule, and like I said, 12 minutes, the clock is set for your opening, Muslim Apologist. All right, All right. thank you, James. Uh, Assalamu al-Huda. I begin this opening statement with all absolute praise with you, to the one true God of Abraham and his last messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wa salin, wa ala alihi wa stokbi ajwain. Rabbi shrohli sadri wa yasirli amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani, yafqahu qawli amma ba'd. So the topic today is, um, is Islam dangerous to the world? We must first understand what the word dangerous entails. The police shooting a criminal who is about to kill women and children is a dangerous act. This, however, does not mean that it is bad or immoral. Violence and dangerous actions can be used to establish the greater good with a wise purpose or hikmah. To also imply that 1.6 billion people around the world are dangerous or have the tendency to be dangerous is a gross misrepresentation of the faith, redundant, and is clearly Islamophobia. 
We must also be clear that the goal of Islam is to lead all of mankind towards Islamic peace or Pax Islamica. Muslims are taught to always adhere to the middle path or wasatiyah. This is characterized neither by liberal nor radical religious thought, but through the promotion of tolerance, balance, equality, consensus, reformism, and in short, the summum bonum of all things that take the middle path to materialize as the Khairul Ummah or the best of people. In order for these things to be achieved, it is recognized that the Islamic ethos or the Wetan Shaum, the primary objective of the implementation of Islam is the realization of its benefit or maslaha to mankind, which concerns their affairs both in this world and in the hereafter. So this framework of objectives, which are based on benefit, maslaha, or the wise purpose, hikmah, is known as the makosid ashraya, or the objectives of Islamic law after its implementation. In French, it's known as finalité, in German, swag, in Greek, telos. So the fulfillment of Islamic law covers protection and preservation of these five fundamental objectives, which are faith, life, intellect, lineage, and wealth. Now, these values are universally transcendent and are seen as absolute requirements to an individual's survival and spiritual well-being to the extent that the destruction or collapse of any of these objectives would precipitate chaos and the demise of the standard order in society. Now, about faith, the first objective. Islam values the maintenance of faith in God and the societal way of life based on this principle. Okay. To achieve this, Islam ensures that any threat to this value is nullified before it causes a danger to the Muslim community as a whole. This would include freedom of religion, a safe and secure environment which would allow Muslims to practice their faith without any threat, getting rid of Islamophobia as it is currently rampant in Western nations, and all these things are done while ensuring that other religions are also allowed to practice their respective faiths in peace and harmony in a Muslim-dominated society. And as any other self-respecting nation would do, Islam also takes preemptive steps as a countermeasure to ensure that this way of life is not undermined. This legislation is no different from how the United States, for example, treated Edward Snowden, Yosef Ahmed, Jonathan Pollard, Julian Assange, when they pose a threat to the integrity of the government. In light of achieving the greater good in this context, how then is Islam a danger to the world? Now the next objective, life. Islam values the protection and value of human life. Islam ensures that peace prevails throughout the world via any means that can achieve this aim. Islam is most certainly not a danger to the world if it values human life, because according to the words of the Quran itself, to kill one human is as though you have killed all of mankind. The purpose of justice in Islam, which includes the hard laws, is to ensure that crime is controlled and that the person involved can be reformed or otherwise be taken out of society so that he or she will no longer be a threat to anyone else. Criminologist Edwin Sutherland published the principles of criminology in 1939. Sutherland argued that the criminal behavior was learned, not an inherited trait. So exposure to crime, either through relatives or peers, gave a youth frustrated with his or her social status a choice to pursue crime. These bad influences could be lessened by good relationships with parents, teachers, an employer or the community values which Islam promotes. How then does this prove that Islam is a danger to the world? Now the next objective, intellect. 
Islam cherishes and preserves the intellect, which is why throughout Islamic history, we see various advances, advancements and achievements in the development of science and technology in the Muslim world, right up until the beginnings of Western colonialism and the fall of the Caliphate. At the same time, Islam also preserves and protects the intellect by forbidding alcoholism. On average, roughly 40% of inmates who are incarcerated for violent offenses were under the influence of alcohol during the time of the crime. True, alcohol may give people happiness, but that happiness is temporary. Not only does it lead to criminal activities, but it also leads to other vices which ipso facto jeopardize or badly affect the other values that I've mentioned earlier. So tell me again how Islam is a danger to the world. Now the next objective, lineage. Marriage is deeply rooted in natural human instincts. We crave romantic affection. This is a natural human uh, inclination. So sociologists call this pair bonding and studies have proven that couples who are married are happier than non-married couples. Islam advocates the family unit and ensures that the lineage of mankind continues throughout the centuries. Towards this end, Islam ensures that the laws are in place to curb negative values that are a threat to the integrity of a family unit. And I'm not just referring to the rainbow club. Marriage requires sacrifices from both sides. Liberals are not interested in sacrificing their individual freedom. In the West, the concept of marriage is dying. People are barely getting married. And according to Pew Research, 70% of people will not choose to get married. Now you contrast this with Islamic law, which preserves marriage and the family. Islam does recognize individual freedom and other values, but it doesn't focus on them alone because there are more important values for a society and family to function. So again, how does this make Islam a danger to the world? The last objective, wealth. Islam encourages the preservation and maintenance of wealth. Islam does not frown upon capitalism. At the same time, Islam also encourages elements of socialism and welfare in the form of Islamic thief of zakat and sadaqah of charity. Islam also implements taxations which are just and fair to run an administration of a state. Islam also recognizes that being poor and needy leads to instability and chaos in society and tries to remove this by banning gambling and interest. This is consistent with what has been attested to by Western criminologists today, that a general disorder in the neighborhood leads to increased antisocial behavior and eventually to serious crime. So Islam does this without the need to rely upon secularist, humanistic values which are contrary to the Islamic economic and finance system. The implementation of an Islamic economic system has ensured success for Muslim nations even until today. We have Islamic bonds of Sukkot and the Islamic banking system which have existed in Malaysia and in many parts of the Muslim world for over 30 years. So again, how does this support the position that Islam is a danger to the world? Now, to summarize all this, um, Islam is basically a realistic and uh, re a religion of pragmatism. It does not see the world purely from dystopian or utopian lenses because the real world that we live in is neither this nor that, but it could be both in various situations. So in light of this, Islam does use force wherever and whenever it's necessary in order to achieve a wise purpose or hikmah behind every action and in the context of events. Now, it cannot be stressed enough that context is important in order to evaluate the every action of any Islamic ruling or values as recorded in the Hadith or in Islamic history. Muslims are always taught to always strive for the middle path and are never taught to be extremists. 
on either the left or the right of the political spectrum of things. Islam is a holistic way of life, which is the end result from the values derived from Marcosid, as I've mentioned before. And this is one of the goals of Islam as well, to build a relationship between man and God, Hablumina Wak, and a relationship between man and man, Hablumina Nas, in order to eventually move towards to and achieve Pax Islamica. So I cherish these values that Islam clearly promotes. Therefore, in conclusion, and in my opinion, Islam is a danger to the world only if you are a degenerate, a career criminal, a selfish or a lawless person without care for society, or a very, very mentally disturbed individual. And with that, I end my opening statement. Thank you, James, for the opportunity to participate. Thank you very much for that opening statement. And want to let you know, folks, we have a juicy debate that has been rescheduled. It didn't happen last weekend, but it is happening tomorrow. It is a tag team flat earth debate. It's going to be a great one. And we have many more debates in addition to that one coming out. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so that you don't miss any future debates that do come out here at Modern Day Debate. And with that, thank you very much, gentlemen. We're going to kick it into the rebuttal section. In particular, the rebuttals are six minutes long. And Apostate Prophet, the floor is all yours for your rebuttal. Thanks very much for being with us. So all I heard was uh, Islam is not dangerous because, um, because you know, Dangerous is defined uh, differently according to Islam. Yes, uh, Islam uh, applies force and discriminates and oppresses people, but it's uh, for your for the for, your, for the greater good. It's for your own good. It's like you know when uh, when an abusive uh, partner in marriage or whatever it is uh, is is severely abusive, but says, "Hey." You know, don't complain. This is for your own good. That's basically what Islam does. Islam oppresses. Uh, as the Muslim apologist just pointed out, uh, Islam uh, suppresses people who are uh, Islamophobic, uh, meaning they just don't like Islam or they criticize Islam. Uh, it, for, it, it, it executes apostates, executes people who do all kinds of things, but that is not dangerous at all. That's just for your own good because Islam knows best what's good for you. You don't no, you are an idiot. So that's how Islam treats you, basically. Now, uh, one thing I find very funny, which is um, one thing that I had to catch, he says that Islam doesn't encourage extremism. Islam is extremism. And by our standards, Islam, everybody will look at Islam as extremism. But what's funny is actually that uh, this is not a line that he just made up. This is something that Muhammad said. He said, uh, he, he talked about, don't be uh, extreme, be uh, moderate. And um, this is common among Muslims of all kinds to say, we are moderate, we are not extreme. And what's funny is the reformists, the most peaceful Muslims say the same thing. And uh, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, ISIS also say the same thing. I'm not joking. They actually, ISIS actually says in their publications uh, that we should abstain from being extremists and uh, that ISIS is the most moderate path. So when he says that, that doesn't mean anything because it's completely relative. Uh, I would really like... Uh, Mensch to comment on the Salman Rushdie issue, for example. What does he think? Does he think uh, it is wrong to kill people or to attack or harm people who have offended Islam? Or does he think uh, that deserves no condemnation? Would he, for example, do the honor of uh, condemning this recent incident? I, I'm, re I'm really curious about that because I can show a bunch of uh, you know, screenshots where most of his fellow believers are quite happy about what happened. 
He basically says uh, Islam provides religion of f- uh, freedom of religion and thereby only means freedom of religion for Islam because all the others uh, will be suppressed. He's basically telling me here that I shouldn't be complaining because uh, Islam provides freedom of religion and if I am against Islam, then I endanger Islam and it's okay for me to be you know, killed as an apostate. But I shouldn't be complaining about this. Complaining about that would be Islamophobic. Can you believe this? Uh, of course, the cult-like presentation of uh, stuff that nobody understood at the beginning of your speech uh, did not help at all. Uh, what else is there? Um, he said he talked about uh, the common benefit, the greater good of humanity. Thereby pointed out that uh, Islam cares very much about uh, preserving faith. He did not really explain why, though, uh, which is very interesting. I can make the same case for any value without explaining why exactly we need that value. He said that Islam values life, and said that Islam actually says um, whoever takes a life it is as if he had killed all mankind uh the actual quote is in quran chapter uh, 5 verse uh, 32 um and says this is what we said to the children of israel which by the way is wrong the quran just plagiarizes something from the talmud um and it then says in the following verse after that that uh, those who wage war against Allah and his messenger and spread corruption in the land, that they should be crucified, their hands and feet cut off from opposite sides, killed or exiled. This is how Islam is supposed to deal with people who hurt Islam. But uh, of course, he can say, well, that's not bad. Uh, because that's necessary, you know, for the greater good. But still, Islam is totally against violence and totally values life. Yeah, well, you also value uh, fighting disbelievers and correcting them and uh, then still say, but Islam values life. That's not really how it works. Uh, He spoke of intellect, which I find very funny. I don't even know what to say about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Talked about lineage, which... um, He proudly says that Islam values uh, marriage and coming together, and in the West, people do not marry. What's funny is if you actually look at the divorce rates, you will find that Muslim countries are are very high in terms of uh, numbers of divorce per marriage. For for example, Saudi Arabia has higher numbers of of, uh, divorce than many European countries. And the same goes for many other Muslim countries. Islam also is not about a man and a woman and children. It's about a man, possibly four wives, sex slaves, and multiple children. Islam also um, allows for you to marry a little child. For example, uh, I'm sure men... here uh, will have no issue with the fact that Muhammad himself married a a six-year-old child when he was 55 years old and had sex with her. I'm sorry, James, I know you don't like uh, when this is brought up here. Had sex with her when she was nine years old. But you only have about 10 more seconds. When she was nine years old. And so that is the family value of Islam. I don't think anybody wants this, anybody needs this. It is harmful, it is dangerous. Thank you. And time. We'll kick it over to Muslim Apologist for his rebuttal as well. Same thing for you, Muslim Apologist. Got the clock set for six minutes. The floor is all yours. Okay, thank you, James. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, Mr. Aydemir, my name is not pronounced Mensch. It's pronounced M-E-N-J. Please get that correct, right? They are my initials, okay? So um, anyway, uh, what I've listened to, okay, 
all that rubbish that I've listened to from Mr. Aydemir is basically things that I've been listening to or refuted since 2003, okay, because I have this website called uh, Bismika Awahuma and, uh, you know, most of these uh, anti-Islam claims, uh, you know, uh, exist like way back. Okay, so what he proposes here is really nothing new. Okay, so um, let me see now the notes that I've got. Yeah, he gave examples of people being killed in the name of Islam. Okay, so uh, if people are killing, you know, other people in the name of Islam, that doesn't mean that that other person represents Islam. See, because uh, Mr. Aydeme seems to have this impression that, you know, whatever happens in one remote part of the world somehow represents me, some, you know, in a remote uh, peninsula in, in Southeast Asia. So why am I being held accountable for something that happens in the US, in Nigeria, in the Middle East? I'm not an Arab. I'm a, I'm a well, I'm a Malay, okay? I'm a Malaysian, okay? And of course, we profess the same religion, Islam, but I mean, whatever actions that, you know, a Muslim does or, or someone who claims to be a Muslim does in some remote part of the world doesn't necessarily represent me, okay? And uh, of course, I mean, I don't, of course, uh, you know, agree to this sort of violence, okay, being committed against, you know, other people in the name of Islam. But, you know, um, he's, conflates, he's conflating things. He's just, you know, uh, mixing up things. He's co confusing things. The Islamic law, for example, you know, as he, he talks about a lot about uh, the issue of apostasy. Not surprising because he claims to be an apostate himself. But the law of apostasy is only applicable in the Muslim state. Okay, if you apostatize in the, the Muslim state and you declare basically you are declaring war against the Muslims, so of course uh, the law will be applied to you. Okay, so I would actually suggest Mr. Aydemir to actually take a look at this book and you know try to read the contents of this book and you know re-educate himself uh, regarding the apostasy laws in uh, Islam. It's written by uh, Taha Jabir Al Alani. So uh, there's a lot of information there which you should you know, re-educate and rethink about uh, this so-called, you, know, uh, you know, or what he thinks are apostasy laws. Because if an apostate claims, you know, I mean, if someone decides to apostatize in a foreign land which has no, which the Muslim, which the Muslim state does not have control over, uh, the Muslim state does not have any right to, you know, go to that foreign land and just kill that person. I mean, uh, no, we are just going to shrug our shoulders and say, so what? You want to apostate? Go ahead. Okay, We are not going to be bothered with you. Which is exactly the reason why Mr. Aydemir is still alive today. Because if we were really violent, if we were really, you know, uh, you know, uh, going after every single apostate in the world, I don't think Mr. Aydemir would escape from the list. Okay, I mean, we are 1.6 billion people, right, around the world. And then uh, he talks about Surah al taba I actually have this article on my website. Okay, so um, the passage, the whole surah is actually about a specific context for a specific time. Okay, I'll be most be, I'll be very, very happy to educate him on this, but um, it's going to take too long, right? And then he talks about jizya. Okay, so about the jizya, I will also again recommend him to read this book, all right, by Abdul Rahman Aidoy. Okay, it's about non-Muslims under the Sharia, so he has a chapter on the jizya. And the jizya is not supposed to be a uh, punishment. It's not supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, demeaning. It's not supposed to be humiliating. It's just a tax, okay? It's a tax meant for non-Muslims living in the Muslim state. And in fact, 
those who pay the jizya are given several benefits in the Islamic State. Okay. Um, unfortunately, today, we don't actually have any uh, practical examples of the jizya being implemented in the Muslim world because most of this, most of the governments in the Muslim world today are not being ruled by Sharia anyway. So, I mean, the, 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 this discussion about the jizya is actually quite moot okay, because the jizya as practiced during the time of the Caliphate okay, is not being implemented today even. Okay. But I would say the analogies, it will be analogous to uh, maybe the income tax. So everyone pays income tax anyway. Okay. Um, what else? I hope I haven't missed out anything. Oh, yeah. I think he talked about Kaab Ibn Ashraf, uh, the uh, so-called assassination of Kaab Ibn Ashraf. So the context, again, uh, you know, if you listen to my opening statement, I did mention something about, you know, uh, referring to context and understanding the historical, the historicity behind it. So um, regarding the issue of Kaab bin Arshad, I actually have an article on this. So um, the context is simple, okay? because this guy, this Kaab bin Arshad, he was inciting hatred against the Muslims. And therefore, the Prophet Salawan was you know, telling the Muslims to do something about it. So we don't have any, uh, you know, there, there wasn't any international law or you know, uh, Geneva conventions during the time. So the Prophet is the head of state. For Medina at the time, so whatever he says definitely goes, okay, because he's the king, okay, he's the ruler of the state. So it's no different from you know the Roman Empire ordering someone to kill someone else, okay. In those times, in those days, I mean today, in the modern world, even the even the president of the head of a, the head of a state of a government will have the power to you know uh, go ahead with the execution of prisoners or to uh, you know instruct certain things, okay. Like for example, the assassination of. Uh, yeah, Bin Laden himself. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I guess, um, yeah, so his, the examples that he gave are all um, emotional. They are not based on reality and they are sometimes even too idealistic. And with that, thank you very much. Thank you very much for that rebuttal. We're going to jump into open conversation, folks. Things are going to get wild. Want to say we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates coming up. And with that, thank you very much, gentlemen, who, by the way, are linked in the description box, including at the Modern Day Debate podcast. We put our guest links there as well if you want to hear more. Thank you very much, Muslim apologist and apostate prophet. The floor is all yours. So I want to quickly say I find it very ironic that um, M-E-N-G is actually so offended by uh, me not calling his name in the right way, considering, that he, <laughs> considering that he referred to me in uh, very insulting ways and even said, let me quote, uh, I would like to punch him. He has such an, I quote, fuckable face, which I find very flattering. Unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about him. But uh, I just have very simple questions here. Like, uh, do you condemn killing or attacking people who offend your Islamic religion and values? You want the short answer or the long answer? That's the thing. Very simple. Do you do you condemn any attack or killing of people who offend Islam? Of course I do. I mean, I already said it in the uh, rebuttal, right? I mean, what else is there to say? So, so I mean, you are course, you are you are yeah. against you are you are absolutely against. For example, the Salman Rushdie attack. Do you think it's completely wrong um, to attack Salman Rushdie? Well, uh, well, to specifically to Salman Rushdie, I don't actually have an opinion on the incident because I frankly I don't care about him. Okay. To me, he's a personal non grata. He has no influence on me on my life. So, why would okay. I have an opinion? How about a different <laughs> hypothetical? 
How about a different hypothetical? Yeah. What if somebody uh, draws Muhammad cartoons, like very obscene Muhammad cartoons, and makes fun of them and makes them uh, like uh, a cartoon character that are then, um, out, out and all that? Well, Do you think well, okay in, to attack well, in the Muslim in the Muslim world, uh, sorry, in the Muslim world, uh, I think he'll be dealt with accordingly. But if he's done in the West, I can't do anything about it. And uh, well, uh, of course, I would condemn that action. I'm not going to. I'm not going to accept that. I never am going to accept that. That's good. But, I, um, I appreciate that. That's but, good. So yeah, you think but, it is totally but, um, wrong to harm those people? That's that's very uh, nice. Yeah, no one has the right to harm that person unless if he's in, in the Islamic State, right? So then there's a different story. Okay. So what you're saying is, uh, I'm totally distorting things because I'm making it look like Islam is very violent and offensive and oppressive, because oh well, yes you are be, because Islam is not right like that at all because. Only in an Islamic state would we all be slaughtered for offending Islam. Outside of an Islamic state, that wouldn't... Go. I wouldn't that's use the saying, word right? slaughtered. I think that's very biased and very prejudgmental of you to say slaughtered, okay? Because, you know, uh, there are laws and processes, court processes, okay? I mean, you're not going to be dragged to, to some uh, forest and be beheaded, right? There's mm -hmm. a judge, there's a jury, there's witnesses. The whole process, there's a whole court process. So I think it's quite disingenuous of you to say slaughtered. I mean, okay. your your choice of words clearly tells me that you know you have this prejudice and biased opinion of Islam. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, that, that I I guess I'm I apologize for the offense that I caused. If an Islamic state uh, executes a bunch of people who offend Islam, uh, including me for my apostasy and my outspoken opposition to Islam, then I will be respectful and abstain from calling it slaughtering while I'm being killed. Well, no, you see the thing is, you see, you see the thing is, I demand, no one can, you know, no Muslim state in this, you know, if you don't commit the crime in the Muslim state, no one can come and hunt you down and kill you because the offense was not committed in the Muslim state. Like for example, if I were go to If I were to go to the U.S. and I were to rape and kill anyone in the U.S., um, you know, um, would you know, would my government come and drag me to to the to the courts here in Malaysia and you know, uh, trial me for that? Because the offense was committed in the U.S., so of course the U.S. government will come and and uh, you know, come after me, okay, and uh, trial you know, put me to trial for those crimes. So it's the same thing for you. If you commit the crime in a Muslim state. Obviously, the state is going to come after you. But okay, if you are so, going to commit the crime in another country, in a sovereign nation, which has nothing to do whatsoever, it's... I think Islam. we established that. So what you're basically saying yes. is, uh, I would so I would be killed. Others would be killed and executed and judged and all that. But it's not bad because... I'm not saying that. And, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if the law. crime is done in a Muslim state, you're, have you been have I, that, you that's, the crime? I know, that's what I'm saying. State? So that's what I'm saying. So he, uh, let's get the logic straight here. You are a Muslim apologist who has the intention of defending Islam and spreading Islam. In your ideal world, people would, would convert to Islam. If most people convert to Islam, then we would live in, an, in a Muslim country. If we live in a Muslim country, the Muslim country should adopt Islamic laws. If we are in an, in an Islamic country, then people like me who leave Islam and openly talk about it would be executed because we are criminals. Did I get that right so far? Um, no, I don't think so because... Uh that's very far off and it's not happening now. So you're, you're saying if this... Okay, if okay, that, okay, but so. I'm, I'm speaking of a hypothetical. So you want to spread <laughs> Islam. What if people convert to Islam and people then, uh, because they have converted to Islam and become a minor majority as you want it, they then adopt Islam. In that Islamic environment, people like me would be killed. Of course. Right? I mean, that, that is, I think that is something which Muslims uh, would love to see, but we're not going to force anyone to come to Islam. S 
Okay, so yeah. so, uh, but that is basically your mission here, as as we see it. I mean, it, it's very. I'm not forcing obvious. anyone. I'm not forcing anyone to come. I'm, I'm the. I, why, I, you know, never said, reason, I never said you were forcing. Me, I didn't mean. I didn't. I didn't mean. Excuse me. Let me speak. First of all, there's a reason why I call myself the Muslim apologist. I don't call myself the Muslim dying or the Muslim, you know, uh, caller to Islam. Okay, the reason why I call myself the Muslim apologist is because I personally do not have any intention whatsoever to convert anyone to Islam. I only come here to defend Islam, to present Islam as it is, and to present, you know, and to refute people like you who are spreading lies about Islam. That's it. Okay. Did That's I it. ever say that you want to convert, that you want to uh, force people to convert to Islam? I never said that. But you seem uh, to imply so. You seem to lump me into those who want. To I, I never, I never said, I never said that you hmm. want to force people to convert to Islam. What but I'm saying what is, you're you, you hmm. Muslim apologists are out here defending Islam or preaching Islam. Yes. So that, 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 no, that's I'm not preaching you, Islam. I'm defending Islam. There's a difference. There's a difference. I mean, you are basically doing the same thing if you go out here and try to. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to pull, if you want to pull, you know, split hairs and yeah, I mean, whatever it is. Okay, but well, what, what, whatever, whatever. No. Whatever, I don't care what you personally do, but uh, Muslims have the mission to spread Islam. And to, I guess, I, I mean, you are definitely aware of the fact that uh, it is a Muslim mission, as Muslim scholars have acknowledged, and as Muhammad himself uh, said, don't forget to say, وسلم, uh, to spread Islam and to make everybody convert to Islam. If everybody converted to Islam, then we would get to such a state in which people like me would be executed. I mean, this is the basic logic conclusion conclusion this is what that entails so what we are uh, if you live in a if you live in an islamic state then yeah maybe but yeah, you know, wonderful so is, do, 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 do you think world, it's the wrong world, the world. Do you think it's wrong for huge. states to always... oppress Muslims? Do you think it's okay for a country to put Muslims in concentration camps because it perceives Muslims as uh, harmful people who, you know, corrupt or endanger uh, the culture and the system of the of the nation? Do you think that's okay? It's because happening that's... now. It's happening yeah, so, now. So, do you think it's I mean, right? Of course, I don't think it's right because as a Muslim, Why? I feel the pain of I feel the pain of my brothers and but sisters. It's their, but it's, but it's the law. It's their yeah. law. So they right. can do whatever they want. Yes, exactly. So that's why. So I can't do anything about it. What can I do about it? So um, people say, or there are many reports that uh, Uyghur Muslims, an ethnic minority, including, and also other other ethnic groups and religious groups, by the way, but, but mainly the Uyghur Muslims, are apparently brutally oppressed in China and taken to uh, what you could call concentration camps and forcibly re-educated and so on. But if we want to go by your logic that, you know, it's not wrong because, you know, a country has laws and all that, then we should also accept that China oppressing Muslims and forcibly re-educating them and making them loyal minions of the Chinese uh, totalitarian state is also not wrong and not bad because they are just doing what's best for them. It's just the law, right? Well, um, the issue of the Uyghur, I think that's a very complicated, complicated issue. It's not as straightforward as you think it seems. Of course, okay? now, now, it, now it's yeah, complicated. It's, uh, yeah. Now it's complicated. Yeah, of course, because I, I know some... the... No, please don't cut me off, right? Um, basically, um, the issue of, of China and Uyghur is a political matter, right? So um, it's not really because of persecution of their religion. Okay? It's because of other nationalistic uh, issues, right? So uh, these Uyghurs, they were sent to concentration camps because, you know, the the China is basically an atheistic nation. You're actually condemning your own, your own fellow believers. Atheism is, is not a religion. 
Okay. I, don't have I mean, that's, that, that's 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 why you you know that's that's your that's your definition of religion. But you know, for me, atheism is a form of religion in a way. I mean, everyone has a religion. This is a very nice deflection, but you're okay. completely going astray from the actual topic. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a let me, let national me go political okay, issue, okay, right. whatever it is. Let it me, is about let, laws. You're, you're cutting me off again. You're cutting me off again because you're changing the topic. You're cutting me off again. I'm reversing back. Just to be sure, there's no speaking over each other. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. But anyway. The thing is, uh, Uyghur, the Igwe issue for me is something which uh, doesn't really relate to religion. And uh, of course, I disagree with what China has done. But, you know, um, there are specific contexts and, you know, ethnic considerations there. Okay, There are, you know, uh, a Muslim population in China, which is not which is not Uyghur, by the way. They are not being sent to concentration camps. Okay, And, you know, the Hui Muslims, for example, they have been there for centuries. Okay. Islam is a recognized religion in China, okay, by the way. And uh, other religions are actually banned, okay. So uh, the, the issue of Uyghur is much more complex than you may think. It's not about, you know, oppression of Muslims. Okay, really. here's, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter whether it's uh, on a, a religious basis, an ethnic basis, a political basis, whatever it is. You see that many of your fellow Muslim uh, Muslims and Muslim apologists uh, go out there protesting and condemning China, for example, and accusing them of uh, horrible crimes, say this is wrong, when will the world step in, and so on. Well, we all due respect to them. We all due respect to them. Uh, I don't think they understand the, the, the situation in China. Do you think so, they are, do you think they are they... xenophobes? Do you think they are uh, they are anti-Chinese propaganda people. No, I don't. I don't. They spread hate. No, but, but, no, so, I don't. But, Here's the issue, though. Uh, when I oppose Islam because of Islamic laws and uh, the policies that Islam presents, you say that I am an Islamophobe who, you know, yes, you are. things and whatever it Without is. Without a doubt. But Without a doubt, you are. It, because you say uh, those things are not bad because it's just the law, you know. But when your fellow Muslims uh, protest against China and condemn China for their mistreatment of minorities, then you refuse to apply the same standard to them. If you did apply the same standard to them, you should, you should also uh, turn around and say, hey, you guys, you fellow Muslim brothers, you are actually spreading uh, anti-Chinese hate. You are xenophobes. This is totally unacceptable. Please stop it. It's the same logic. Exactly. I'm not going to stop them. I'm not going to stop them because they're right. Just as I can't, I can't stop you from speaking against Islam, even though I disagree with you. See, I'm not going to go and hunt you down and you know, cut off your head. I can't do that. Well, you're being Wrong. very hypocritical. That's that's the issue here. No, I'm being not inconsistent being, with your I'm own. Being, with your I'm logic. being very. I'm being. I'm very. I'm being very consistent here. Okay. So for me, the issue of the Uyghur has nothing whatsoever to do with Islam. But you know, this Muslim apologist that you say the other. Uh, Muslims, my fellow brothers who think that, you know, this issue affects them, if they go out and protest, uh, it's their right. I mean, it's their freedom of speech. When, aren't you the one who, you know, promoting so-called freedom of speech and, you know, you're blaming Islam for not promoting freedom of speech? So it's kind of, you know, uh, disingenuous, I would say, for you to, you know, say that they can't do this, but just because, you know, and um, I think that the issue of, you know, apostasy in Islam is much more, uh, larger than you know, uh, your narrow-mindedness, I would say. It's actually not very complicated. 
Yeah. It's not very complicated. Uh, Islam I mean, is very clear on this. Uh, if somebody leaves uh, Islam and uh, leaves the Muslims and speaks on it, this is the scholarly consensus in Islam, then the person is to be executed. There are now differences in how to deal with this, if it's a man or a woman. I, I read many books on this matter, including... Oh, I don't think of, you I don't think many, you have many, read this. Many, many I books of fiqh. I, I read many books of fiqh. Uh, so I don't believe in, you. In Honestly, Islamic I don't believe law, you. I don't care if you believe me or not. Let me speak. In Islam, according to Islam, law, according to the Islamic consensus, apostates, people who leave Islam and openly say that they left Islam, are to be executed. The only differences are regarding um, how long it, uh, you should wait to execute them. If it's a man or a woman, some say a woman can't be executed, others say a woman could be executed. Or uh, if somebody is a born Muslim or a convert to Islam, and uh, there's also a difference of opinion on whether the person after leaving Islam was hostile toward Islam or not. If the person was not hostile, then there is a possibility of forgiveness. While if the person was hostile, like me, for example, then forgiveness is impossible. Uh, we should be executed and so on. This is basically uh, the, 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 the universe of apostasy laws in Islam. And uh, what we can say is that apostasy penalty, apostasy punishment, clearly exists in Islam. There is no reason to deny this. People who leave Islam and say it why, are why, to be why, executed. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I don't mean. Why? Why are you saying that I'm denying the apostasy laws? Because I'm not denying it. Because you're beating around the bush it. and saying I'm twisting things. Just, just let's just say it. Apostates are to be executed in Islam, and that yes, is they are. Oppression. They are, but yes, they are, but but there are there are conditions for it. There are conditions on you know. Uh, why the crime is committed, how the crime is committed, and you know, the reasons behind it. Okay, so yeah, but but you are you are you are generalize, generalizing, and you know you are you are still, you are making this assumption somehow that if, wherever the apostate is, whether he's in whether he's in the Islamic State or whether he's outside of the Islamic State, he is to be killed. But this is not the case. You see, I never I never so, said such a thing, nor did I imply. Well, you definitely thing. imply this. You definitely imply this, and. You seem to think that you're going to be killed at any second opportunity. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't fear for my life. I'm completely fine. And I'm in America. I have the means to defend myself. I mean, come here. Yeah. I will show you. I will show show you. Well, speaking, come for me. But but he, mentor, here is the issue. Right? Yeah. Here's the issue. You are deflecting from the actual problem by bringing up things that I never ever said. I'm not saying all oh, Muslims are out there to kill me. They can kill whatever they want and so on. I never said these things. Very very simple. Islam commands the killing of apostates, of people see who this, leave stop, the stop, religion. Please, stop. stop for a moment and see this. Leave the religion. What is this, man? Yeah, see this. Yeah. Right? So what is this? I have an so, American passport. So, so, so what? Uh, if you if you're talk, if, if you're thinking, you know, if Muslims are violent and evil, and you know, they're going to hunt down and kill every single apostate in this in this world. I mean, I never, what's I never said that. I never said that. I never stopping said that. me from the US and come and hunt you down if I wanted to do that. I mean, I never said that. From, right? I but still never said that. Imply that somehow your life is in danger. No, you I think didn't. The apostates are going to kill anywhere they are going, you know, anywhere they live. I mean, that's that's really Islamophobic. I, I, I said just now that my life is not in danger. I'm not, I'm not, I don't fear for my life. You no just went on talking about your life, you know, about apostates, apostates being hunted down and killed. Okay. You just did that for like a few seconds, right? I said yeah. that that yeah. I, I said that people are killed repeatedly in the name of Islam. No other religion has yeah, such so, a thing. And I already repeated I am, that. I, I said not... I said I did say that anyone who you know who's killed in the name of Islam doesn't necessarily mean 
that they are being killed in the name of Islam, right? Okay, there are criminals in, in society, okay? If someone were to, you know, kill you or anyone else in the name of Islam, does that mean that person represents Islam? No, it does not. Okay. It's that simple. Okay? The topic of our debate and is you're not... blaming Islam for it. And, and, and you keep saying, you know, Islam does this, Islam does that. I'm, I'm, I'm denouncing this type of people. I mean, you know, uh, if this he, 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 he in the issue. name of Islam, then, yeah. And it's totally different from the laws of apostasy, okay? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's related. I'm you, sure it's related. You seem to think that whatever is brought up in a debate must be connected 100% to the other thing and must be a, cause, a cause of the other thing. No, it doesn't. No, it's yes, not. Yes, of, of course. Uh, here, here is the effect. issue. The, the, topic, the topic here is not that Islam explicitly allows hunting people around the world. That's not the topic, and I never implied that. The, the topic is clearly is Islam... Yeah, people see that. Okay, I will not deny that anymore. Uh, people... The, to the topic is, is Islam dangerous? And in order to make the case that Islam is dangerous, I said that Islam is the only religion, chal I challenge everybody, prove me wrong, which repeatedly endangers, harms, and kills people, and where hmm. many Muslim, where, where many uh, people among in the religion are happy ab about it and approve of it, and they are yeah, inspired. Yeah, yeah, they are that. inspired. Yeah, inspired. On, just a second. Just a second. Let me finish my point. And they are okay. inspired by the hatred and the violence that comes from Muhammad and from the Quran, which repeatedly dehumanizes people. That was the entire point. Hmm point. Islam is dangerous because of this influence which leads to the violence. It, I didn't say Islam actually does this or commands this. I mean, I mean, that's a total joke. Yeah, you know, I was laughing you know, I, in my heart when I heard that. Okay. I mean, history, I mean, you see wars committed in the name of religions apart from Islam. I mean, and uh, there are wars committed against Islam, okay, like the Crusades, the Inquisition, Okay, and we have we we. I mean, uh, I mean, you can you can do your fake laugh, but you know, basically, um, <laughs> throughout history, that is that's and and World War One and World War Two. I mean, this all these things, uh, you know, are inspired by other ideologies. Okay, and, was World uh, War One and Two fought you, you, against Muslims yeah, and against and, Islam? And, and, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, for example, the the New Zealand incident where this madman comes into the mosque and kills all them. Do you? Do you agree to that? I'm pretty sure you are laughing right now. Ev everybody, happy, con right? everybody condemned it. I was you there say that, on you the only day. You say that with your lips, but you never made a video. You never made anything. I, 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 I did. I did. I, con I condemned it right on I that day. I have never seen it. it. I have never seen it. Well, I've if you don't, seen. if you don't see, that's not my fault. Yeah. I made a video on it and also I mean, a stream. I mean, you I keep talking. Okay, you keep happy. Also, look, look, the issue. The issue here is everybody. Someone rushed D. Someone rushed D. But you never talk about the New Zealand incident. You never talk about Anders Breivik killing the Muslims. You never talked about, you know... Andrew's uh, Perfect didn't kill you know, Muslims. You know, the, you, know, you never talked and, about Andrew's, you know, Andrew's America going to Iraq and killing billions kill of Muslims. Muslims. You never talked about, uh, you know, Afghanistan, <laughs> where, you know, thousands and millions of Afga Afghanis yeah. were killed by American soldiers. How many yeah. How I many mean, Muslims this, did Andrew, Andrew's yeah, Perfect and, kill? And don't forget the Bosnian War. Let's not forget the Bosnian War. The how many Muslims inspired did by their religion kill? to kill Muslims, okay? Yeah. Okay. Let, let's let's not. Are you are you going to have a conversation right? with me, or do you just want to um, yeah. rant, rant? I mean, I already made my point. I think I I already made my point. Okay. How many how many Muslims did Andres Breivik kill? So yeah, I misspoke. Not Andres Breivik. Sorry, I wasn't. He I didn't. Was, he didn't kill any Muslims. You you are talking. Not about, that I know of. Not I know. Talking, of, but he did kill a lot of, of people. Oh my right? God! Can so, you please let me speak? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I already let you speak, so let me speak, all right? You so, are speaking yeah, so, forever. I'm waiting for you to stop so I can speak, and whenever okay, I fine, start fine. speaking, you jump go in ahead. again. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, sorry about that. Sorry if I interrupted too, okay? Uh, it's hard to pay attention to that sometimes uh, during a debate. Uh, the Christchurch Mosque massacre where a white nationalist in the name of his own ideology uh, went and killed a bunch of Muslims. It was inspired Muslims. by Christianity. It was inspired by Christianity. No, it was not. Did you read the yes, guy's it was. manifesto? I, 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 read, I read the manifesto. I read the manifesto. Does, does, he say, does he say in there that he did it because of Christianity? Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> that's he did. that's simply that's simply factually wrong. In you fact, can't deny it. With fact, fact, I mean, your fake your fake laugh doesn't change that fact. Can, can you prove it? Can you mm -hmm. quote it? Because I had read it, and he clearly even says um, upon the question upon the question, "Are you a Christian or do you believe in Christian? Do you believe in God?" He says, "I have a copy of." I he have says, a copy "It is complicated." He says it is complicated, and he clearly says that his intention is not to uh, kill Muslims because he hates them or to be inspired by Christianity. His intention is to combat this whole uh, replacement of white people by non-white people, which is why he did hmm. this act. That's what he says. It has no connection at all to Christianity. It is about white yes. nationalism. And, and the comparison here, remember the challenge that I made earlier. I don't know a single person who approves of that massacre everybody condemns it not the same thing when a muslim kills non-muslims who offend islam people rejoice over it do you want me to share my screen i can share with you hundreds of, of comments where people where muslims online uh celebrate the attack on salman rushdie for example or people excuse the attack on the charlie Hebdo uh cartoon organization people doesn't mean i excuse doesn't mean all I kinds of things so why, i don't why care if you agree with it or not what i'm saying why, why are you is, assuming why are you lumping me together with i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying this is about yes. you i'm saying islam is dangerous and inspires such things and islam is the only only religion which in Have today's time repeatedly kills people okay. and people rejoice over it no other religion does this you bring up the crusades which mm. happened uh, almost a thousand years ago as if they were comparable whereas muslims co waged global jihad the entire time i don't even know what your point is okay since you're finished okay why don't you go, go to your comments okay to your comment section in any of your videos and you read the hate that was written against muslims i mean there's tons of it okay Okay, there's tons of it. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, back that you know uh, when David's uh, channel was up. Okay, you could actually see the comments, all the hate against Muslims. I mean, you go to any channel, okay, any channel which has uh, anti-Islam content, and you just read the comments, and you tell me whether you agree with those, whether you agree with that hate. Because if you agree with those hate, then you're an Islamophobe. So it's really simple. I don't hear you condemning those. I, I even made a video in which I made a video in which I said I don't hate Muslims and I don't think it's right to hate Muslims. Do, did you, do, you, do you do you think any of your Muslim apologists or you yourself ever made an effort to say, hey, we should not hate uh, people who leave Islam. We should not hate apostates. We should actually understand them and so on. Did you Why should I love such an effort? Why should I Look, love see, 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 see the hypocrisy. See the hypocrisy. You're crying about hate against Muslims because some people say why some mean I love, uh, why do, because why some people I love say some mean things about Muslims. Than I should love a but then why you openly you openly hate apostates and you approve of killing them in an Islamic state, but then you complain about some mean comments about Muslims and call it hate. What a hypocrite. I'm not I'm not complaining. It's their it's their right to make that comment. I'm just pointing out your hypocrisy because you're saying, Oh, Muslims are happy that someone Rushdie was stabbed, but you know, uh, you don't seem to see in your comment section where 
people are saying, oh, Muslims are so evil, they should be killed and destroyed. Show, I mean, show me, show me yeah. one comment that I mean, says there's so, that. There's so, I don't have to. You just go to your comment section. I, I have never seen such a comment in my comment section. And can I've you actually seen it so many times. Can you actually can I've you actually so find can you actually find somebody going and killing Muslims and then most people rejoice over it? No, it never happens. Never no, ever. Come happens. on, come on. I mean, give me an example. Just because, never just, just because you don't do it publicly doesn't mean that you don't enjoy watching a Muslim be killed. I give you multiple yeah. examples of uh, people being killed and lynched by Muslims in masses and people rejoice over it. And you are you cannot give me one example of a Muslim. Yes, being, I can. I can give you people two rejoice examples. Over it and you, and, I can uh, give you two examples. Wait, you wait, make up things. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not making up. Okay. It's, um, this is back in uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. So these two individuals, <laughs> Ernst van Roth and Reinhard Hedrich. Okay. So these two uh, Nazi officials were killed by Jews. Okay. They were assassinated. And the Jews celebrated. Okay. They openly celebrated the killing of this people. So, um, I mean, why, why are you laughing? I mean, uh, you, you gave me, a, you asked me to give you an example, right? So I did. I just did. Okay. Right. So, um, Challenge. I think this is a, this is actually a natural reaction of any human anyway. So, why why are you making it a big, big issue? It's not it's nothing uh, it's nothing to be shameful about. Okay, so I'm pretty just, sure you I'm pretty sure you were celebrating when Bin Laden was killed anyway. So, so I challenge you to give how, me an example of of one religion which which does the same thing of killing uh, people who offend the religion and, and people celebrated across the religious group. And you want me to read and you cannot, I can... And you cannot give me a single example, but instead go back to the Nazi Germany where some Jews killed Nazis. Are you kidding me? That's actually a perfect example, right? It's a perfect mm. example, an amazing example. What do you think would be, uh, would it be okay by your logic if we established policies in non-Muslim countries where we said, hey, you know, what Islam is a dangerous and harmful religion. It causes degeneracies and so on. So we should therefore ban Islam and execute whoever preaches and converts to Islam. By your logic, that should be completely acceptable because we are just looking out for the betterment of our own civilization and establishing laws. So you shouldn't be complaining about this. You shouldn't call it Islamophobia. You should put out your neck or get out. Isn't that right? Well, um, you should stop being a hypocrite, you see, because in the Bible, <laughs> if you read Deuteronomy 13, okay, if you read Deuteronomy okay. 13, yeah. I'm going to read out a passage to you, so please, please keep quiet for a moment, all right? Sure, yeah, okay. Um, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces a sign of wonder, and if the sign of wonders spoken of takes place, the prophet says, let us follow other gods. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. Uh, the Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. is the Lord your God you must follow, and him you must revere. Keep his commandments and obey him, serve him, and hold fast to him. The prophet or dreamer must be put to death for inciting rebellion against the Lord your God. Okay? Okay. That prophet or dreamer tried to turn you away from the way the Lord your God commanded you to follow. If your very own brother or your son or your daughter or the wife you love secretly entices you, let us go and worship other gods. Do not yield to them. Do not listen to them. Show them no pity. Do not spare them or shield them. You must certainly put them to death. See, the apostasy law is in the Bible. I don't see you complaining about it. I don't see you saying, oh, you Jews and Christians, you're killing apostates. Your law is, is telling people to kill apostates. Why are you not denouncing it? Why are you focusing on Islam only? Isn't First of all, I find it... So I you're find being a hypocrite. 
Okay, I find it very, I find it very funny that you actually quoted a Bible uh, passage which under which Muhammad would be executed because he was a false prophet who claimed to preach in no, the name he's of not. God. No, that, he's uh, not. According to the Jewish law, Muhammad would just, would be executed. No. In, uh, <laughs> that's what no. the logic entails. But but coming stop, to your stop, stop. coming to your assertion stop. of hypocrisy, admit, can you show admit, me admit, can you show me an example of people today killing false prophets and people rejoicing over it? Go ahead. I admit, you made a false statement about the, about the prophet, so I'm going to deal with that first, all right? So you said that, you know, according to Jewish law, uh, the, post, the prophet, Solomon Wasallam is going to be killed, right? But the answer is no. He did not tell people to worship false gods. He tells mm -hmm. people to worship the one true God of Abraham. And yeah. even Jews until today acknowledge that the prophet Muhammad is a Noahide prophet. Okay, do you even know what the Noahide law is? Yes, okay. I know what the Noahide law is. The Noahide law is, oh. a, is, a, is a law that is presented by uh, the Jewish uh, rabbis, uh, according to which uh, Noah was instructed to give people um, the, 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 the command to abstain from certain things, to worship one God, to have some basic uh, human laws, aside from the Jewish laws, which are more extensive, because there are certain things that all humans, whether they are Jewish or not, must abide by, including worshipping one God and not worshipping idols. Here is the issue, though. Uh, it also says that you are supposed to kill a prophet who presumes to speak in God's name, but doesn't, but says false things. If you if you evaluate uh, Islam by biblical standards, you could quickly come to the conclusion that Muhammad clearly speaks in the name of, uh, claims to speak in the name of God, but doesn't even know the biblical God's name, doesn't uh, yeah. do anything the biblical God does, has no witnesses for his prophethood, uh, completely bends the law as he wills, ab abolishes all kinds of uh, Jewish law, says the Sabbath was only a punishment for the Jews from God because they were too, uh, too dumb or too evil or whatever it is, or too disobedient. Uh, I mean, this this is, under these standards, he would be executed. I'm merely bringing this up because you are bringing up this passage. But here is the issue. You are supposed to show me that this actually applies today and that people actually go around killing uh, false prophets or apostates. Does it happen? No, it doesn't. When did it last happen? Can you tell me? Well, if it doesn't happen or happen, that's up to the Jews, Christians to decide. You say you, you, you are living in a society which claims to follow Judeo-Christian traditions, but no, they don't follow Judeo-Christian traditions, okay? I mean, that's why... We're living in a secular society. Not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, of course, you're not going to see Jews and Christians applying their own laws. They're not following their own religion. Okay, that's the whole point, okay? And another thing... That's the entire lie, point of secularism. Okay? Stop, stop. Stop, stop. You made a lie about, about Islam, so I have to refute it, okay? You are saying that, you know, the prophet doesn't know the name of the one true God, okay? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, we have 99 names in the, you know, you know, in the, in the Quran for God, so... Is that the topic? Tell me what, okay? It's not a topic, but I, I need to refute you, okay? So, um, you keep saying, I know I know about your videos, okay? You keep saying that Yahweh is the name of God, okay? But it's not. It's a pagan entity, okay? And of course, we Muslims will not recognize this entity. And I'm wait, wait, can, can you repeat that? Can you say that Yahuwah uh, is actually a pagan entity's name? Yes, and this is the pagan god here, right here, right? Okay. This, if you can look at, okay. So why would I want to worship this being? Okay. I don't believe in this being as God. Okay. okay. So uh, your lie, you know, I, I know where you get this lie from. I know you got it from David, right? So... Um, David never, David never talked about us. I'm, I'm actually the first person who ever extensively I'm, talked about I'm, this I'm, issue. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, no, you're not the first person. That's the thing. You're not the first person to come up with this issue of 
Yeah, okay. 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 Tell me. Tell me. You know why? And do you yeah. know why I, I said yeah. this? Because back in 2004, 2005, I was confronted with this issue. You know, a Christian guy actually asked me or tried to challenge Islam by you know, accusing Islam of saying that Yahweh is the name of the one true God, the divine name. And therefore, Muslims are not on the true path because Muslims do not know this Yahweh. And I refuted him. Okay. So what you're presenting here is nothing new. Okay. I'm just thinking, if, I, if I know it's nothing to, to do with If you want to have I a debate about, about uh, the name of God or about uh, whether Islam is true or not, we can gladly have that. I would love it. And I would sure, sure, love to show not? to everybody how ridiculous Islam is. I, I, but I, I just want to, to show, since, since you brought it up, world, since you brought it up, okay, you are. Since you brought it up, I just want to ask you uh, a question here. About a few more minutes and then we'll go to the closing statements and Q&A. I want to ask you a simple question here. Uh, the yeah. Prophet Elias, what is the Prophet Elias's actual name? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not Ezekiel, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. But what is his Hebrew name? Okay. Uh, I think it's Eliyahu, not Ezekiel. Yes, Eli yeah. Eliyahu. What, is, what does Eliyahu mean? I don't care. I don't care because the, the Quran corrected that mistake by calling him Ilyas. And Il is from Ilah. Okay. That is from, incredibly it's from an older. It's, yeah, it's from, uh, it's, from, it's from. I think you are the stupid one. Okay. Because I didn't, you don't I didn't, know. I didn't say you were stupid. Okay. I said that, I I said that is stupid. Here. I have this book here. Okay. okay will you will you let me speak about this? Look, Elias okay. is not a correction made by the Quran. Elias is an adoption from Greek which is the Hellenized version of the name Eliyahu. In Greek, it is nope. uh, it is Elias or Elias, which Arabic people, Arabic speaking people adopted, which is why it came into Islam as Elias. The guy's name nope. in Hebrew is Eliyahu. Do you know what Eliyahu means? Eliyahu means my God is Yahweh. Yahu is, no, it doesn't. Uh, ya Yahu it repeatedly doesn't. refers to the God Yahweh throughout the Bible, throughout he uh, Hebrew tradition. Another name, no, Isa, Isa, which Islam distorts as well, is Yehoshua, also is about Yahweh. Another, uh, Yahya, is also about Yahweh. Uh, Zechariah is also about Yahweh. And the Quran even says that Allah gave the names of Yahya and of Isa to them and promised those names. So Allah, your true God, allegedly, gave people names which praise the false God Yahweh as you claim. That is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard. You have to accept, if you want to accept these figures and these names as true, that your God's name, at least known to them, was Yahweh. If you want to openly assert that Yahweh is a pagan name of a pagan entity, then you are directly denying and refuting your own religion without even understanding it and knowing it. It's the most ignorant and stupid thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah, okay? because yeah. uh, I have, I have I, because I bought this book here. Okay, I have several books on the subject, right? Yeah, I know you so have since a lot you of want books. to talk. Since, to since, since you want, since you want to talk about the uh, issue of Yahweh, I'm going to uh, give give me a chance to actually you know read a passage of this from this, right? So um, basically, no one knows how Yahweh is pronounced. Okay, it's Yod, Hat, Vav, and Hat, right? Nobody knows the pronunciation of this of this tetragrammaton. Okay. And uh, to say that it's Yahweh is wrong. The pronunciation is incorrect. Okay, I mean some scholars actually say that it could be Yahoo or Yahuwah. Okay, and how so is that relevant have, to the discussion that we're having you don't, right now? Now, basically, you don't have the right pronunciation of your so-called God by the name of Yahweh. And, and okay. how is that relevant to the discussion right. that we are having right now? 
It's not, but since you want to talk about it, I'm going to Fantastic, talk about it. Fantastic, yeah. It's it's not yeah. relevant to what I said at all right now. What I'm saying is that your Quran, your God himself, claims to have sent people and have given them names which praise Yahweh. But you tell you're telling me right now that Yahweh is actually a pagan entity's name. You are you have no so, clue what you're talking you're not, about. You're not, you're you're not, you're not listening to anything I said. I just said that the name Yahweh clearly. doesn't exist. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't seem to understand what I'm, or comprehend what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. a bit above your level, right? It's, because it's all, it's all my subject, fault. Right? Yeah, I'm, so, yeah, I'm stupid. Course, I don't understand. Definitely, I don't know these things. <laughs> good for you to admit it. Good yeah. for you to admit it. Okay. So basically, yeah. so basically, so basically, okay. This word Yahweh, nobody knows its pronunciation. Nobody knows how it's pronounced. And of very, course, very nice changes to off topic. And the Quran, the Quran is going to avoid this. Sorry, please let me speak. All right. So basically, the name Yahweh is a pagan god which existed in Canaanite times. Okay, and of course, Islam is going to avoid this, using this name because this name is an idol. Okay, and therefore, it's a pagan god. Okay, so the the, the so called claims that you made about the prophets. Allegedly using the name Yahweh, you don't know look, how it's pronounced. Okay, Jews you don't know did, how it's pronounced. Jews did not care about yeah, how it's pronounced. What they cared about is yeah. to preserve the letters, which is why it is Even known as today, Yah, okay. Yah stop, stop. or Yahoo is a short form which praises the God Yahweh and has been known so forever. It I is don't impossible. That the God Yahweh is it is God. impossible that such a change happened. <laughs> it is throughout is throughout Hebrew tradition and throughout the Hebrew Bible. It repeatedly refers to Yah or Yahoo as you're not listening to anything I say I am clearly listening and I'm telling you that you have no clue what you're talking about Yahoo is the name of the Hebrew God of the biblical God and your Islamic scripture contains names like Jesus Yahya John or uh, Elijah or Zechariah which the name of Jesus in the Quran is not Hmm. It is Isa. It is Isa. Yeah, it has nothing whatsoever to do with Yahweh. It's nothing to do with anything, uh, anything in Hebrew. Okay. It's and a, what, it's and a, what is, it's and a what is name which was taken from the Aramaic? Okay. And what the is name, the, the name in Aramaic? In Aramaic, not not Hebrew. Its original name in Aramaic is Isho. Okay. Nothing it's to do whatsoever with Yahweh. And and what okay? and what do you think is uh, Isho is? What do you think that is? It is. Hebrew origin. It, it is Hebrew origin. Yeah. No, it's not Hebrew. It's Aramaic. Oh See, it's, my you're God. confusing. You you confuse things again. See? I'm gonna let you Jesus finish. Spoke. I'm gonna let you finish uh, in 30 seconds. M E N J. Right. And then we're gonna go okay. into closing statements, starting with apostate okay. prophets. So you got 30 seconds, and then we'll go. It, it is a okay. it is a well known fact that the name of For Jesus. M E N J. M E N J was starting his response. Okay, I want to give you a chance to go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, the name of Jesus, the original name of Jesus, is in Aramaic, and it's Isho. Okay, <laughs> nothing whatsoever to do with Yahweh yeah, yeah, or whatever it is that you're trying to spew here. Okay, so um, I mean, if you want to have a debate on this, I'm more than happy to oblige. Okay, but uh, since you brought it up, I had to, I had to, you know, talk about this. Okay, so uh, this false god Yahweh, okay, is a pagan god that existed, you know, way before the, you know, the Mosaic religion. Okay. And it came from, you know, uh, Nubia, okay? And uh, scholars okay, don't even know how Yahweh is pronounced, okay? And frankly, I don't have any problems also with the, with the Tetragrammaton, but it's just that you seem to think that it's pronounced as Yahweh, which is wrong. And the Jews themselves, they don't even know how it's pronounced, and they replace it with Adonai. And Jews and accept that Muslims worship the same God. Yeah, so I don't know what the issue is, okay? So, yeah.
We're going to jump into the closing statement, so don't worry, Muslim apologists. You'll get a chance to finish up on that point. But first, we're going to go over to Apostate Prophet for his closing statement. These are five minutes. Floor is all yours, Apostate Prophet. So uh, just to finalize that final point uh, and to show that uh, MENG likes to talk about things he has absolutely no clue about, I just want to quickly point out that uh, it is a step, you, you can go on a page as simple as Wikipedia and look at the origins of uh, the name Jesus and it will tell you that it is uh, a, an Aramaic version and shortening of the Hebrew original uh, Yehoshua, which became Yeshua, which means uh, Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. Uh, becomes becomes issue and uh, then is turned in Greek into Jesus or in, in Latin and is somehow adopted by the Arabic speaking Muslims as Isa which has nothing to do with the actual name and even uh, the letters the R sound and the E sound are uh, reversed which looks like the Islamic uh, authors of the Quran had no clue what they were doing. And as said, it is clearly a Hebrew origin name, which means Yah is salvation. It doesn't matter how it is pronounced. What matters is that the name is there. The pronunciation is entirely irrelevant. Now, coming to the actual topic, uh, everybody has seen, as it has been established, that uh, Islam is a dangerous religion. Islam does advocate oppressing people, uh, banning free speech, uh, killing blasphemers, killing apostates, there's so much more. Of course, I didn't even go into uh, the whole, you know, child marriage and pillaging and taking slaves and sex slaves, waging war against the world and all that. Uh, I'm sure he would love to talk about that himself personally. Uh, Islam dehumanizes people in its scripture and in the words of the holy prophet who is supposed to be the most perfect human being to ever walk the face of the earth, whom every Muslim should emulate because he's so amazing, uh, which is why Muslims around the world are inspired by this and have of and often have a very hostile view of people of different religions especially of jews whom muhammad demonized to no end and the quran demonizes as well one thing actually that he said uh, which is that the quran chapter 9 verse 29 in which it says that you should fight those who don't believe in allah or in, or in islam uh, until they are humiliated and pay the jizya he said this was about a specific incident that's uh complete nonsense. It was uh, revealed by the Islamic belief during a spe specific incident, but the verse clearly says, fight those who don't believe in Allah and his messenger and the day of judgment and who don't adopt the true religion among the Christians and Jews. It clearly speaks about people who don't believe in Islam. And it says, fight them, humiliate them, take protection money from them. Islamic scholars have consensually agreed since the beginnings of Islam, as you can see in the most famous exegesis of the Quran, uh, Tafsir ibn Kathir, that this is a general statement, a general command for all times uh, to Muslims to go out and to convert people to Islam. If they refuse to convert to Islam, tend to declare war on them unless they can come to some sort of different agreement and to take protection money from them and make them your subjects uh, where they have very limited rights, can't build their own uh, places of worship, new ones and so on, have to give their places to Muslims and so on. And if they refuse that, then they are supposed to be slaughtered and enslaved as Muhammad himself did and also instructed his uh, Muslim followers to do. If Menj wants to somehow deny this, I really challenge him to go into the uh, 
Muslim history and to tell me that Muslims actually didn't do such a thing and didn't approve of such a thing and that this was just one incident in, in the Muslim time. That's complete nonsense. He knows that that's not true. Muslim scholars have ruled that this is a general command and have fought that way forever. So uh, Islam spreads hate and then claims to be the victim in the form of people like uh, Menj saying that we are being Islamophobic because we call out the hateful, violent side of Islam. Islam is dangerous because it uh, dehumanizes entire groups of people and commands to fight and to subjugate them. Islam is all about making Islam superior and to crush everything else there is. There is nothing else to say. Stay away from Islam. Thank you. You got it. With that, we'll kick it over to Muslim Apologist for his closing as well. And, folks, we are so close to 300 likes. Appreciate all of your support, which, by the way, is fantastic. So people have really enjoyed this debate. I've got to tell you, apostate prophet and Muslim apologist, people have been all in when it comes to this debate. So, Muslim Apologist, the floor is all yours. All right. Thank you, James. And, uh, I mean, I demand, I appreciate you coming here, even though, you know, I really detest your Islamophobia. You know, um, you know the things that you say, the lies and you know misconceptions that you you spread about Islam is precisely the reason why I am the Muslim apologist. And again, I need I to remind you that I know my name is not Manish, my name is M N J. Okay, no, I I give you due respect. You know, by calling you Mister Idemir, so I expect you to you know accord the same respect as well. So you know uh, about this rubbish regarding this false god Yahweh. Okay, so um going back to what I said earlier before, you know, James had to cut me off. Um, the Jews themselves don't have any problems with you know, Muslims. Okay? It is only Christians, evangelical Christians, in the extremism, in the likes of David Wood, you know, who like to claim that you know, this mysterious God called Yahweh is you know, a divine name and you know, uh, only Christians recognize this. Um, no, I'm sorry, okay? because uh, Jews don't have any problems with Muslims calling upon God as Allah. Okay? And uh, um, if you were to ask a, Muslim, uh, sorry, a Jew on the street, regarding you know, whether they believe that Muslims worship the same God as they do, they say yes, they have no problems with it. Okay? The proof of this, can uh, you can actually see this on a channel, a YouTube channel where, I forgot his name, I think it's Gil Sharon, something like this. Uh, he, he's an American uh, Jew who goes on the streets of Jerusalem and you know, interviews the Jews on the streets and you know, asks them random questions. Okay? So you can actually check that out. Okay? I've seen some of the videos that he has done. So he basically asked Jews on the street whether they believe that Muslims worship the same God as they do, and they say yes. Okay, uh, and uh, yeah, so you know this 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 ridiculous polemic about Yahweh being a divine name for God and Muslims don't know this God uh, is 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 really uh, irrelevant. Okay, because uh, the Jews have no problem with it. So the Christians are just you know I mean the extremist kind, okay? not you, James. The extremist kind they just try to uh, uh, diminish the the worship of the one true God, which Muslims acknowledge to be the one true God of Abraham. So your polemic is really, it's just based on lies, okay, that people like David would give you, okay. And about the name of Isa, okay, um, I think it's too long if I were to you know, talk about it, so I'll leave it for another time. But I'm going to go back to the topic of the day, which is basically some dangerous to the world. Uh, the answer is no, it's not. Uh, what uh, Idomir has been feeding you are all just lies, 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 BS, BS, BS. Okay, he's just repeating, oh, Islam is violent, Islam is violent, Islam, uh, you know, uh, kills apostates. Um, well, it depends on the context, right? I mean, everything is based on context, okay? You can't just go around hunting down apostates and kill them, okay? And regarding the jizya, especially the ridiculous 
nonsense that he talks about the jizya. Wow. You know, I have this book and it's amazing that you can actually repeat all that for you know, right in front of me, you know, and I can see the passage here telling me something totally different. Okay. So I'm going to read a passage uh, from this book, if you permit me, James, and then we can end the, uh, this uh, conclusion. So uh, it says here, this year means a reasonable tax that non-Muslim citizens is required to pay. Okay? If a Muslim ruler fails to protect the life and property of non-Muslim citizens, he has to return the jizya. They will pay jizya just as the Muslims will give an obligatory zakat. Okay? The payment of jizya would absolve a non-Muslim from the payment of zakat. Okay? Although he will still enjoy the rights to share the zakat money, if he happens to be poor and needy like any other Muslim. And you see there, it just shows that you know a non-Muslim in the Muslim state will also receive money from zakat as well. Okay. Moreover, he will be absolved from any compulsory military service, meaning he doesn't need to serve in the army. It's hazard a Muslim citizen cannot escape. Okay. And the amount of jizya must be reasonable. Okay. And then uh, there are people who are actually exempted from payment. Okay. Women and children are exempted from payment. The amount of jizya was to be paid once a year and could also be paid by value instead of cash if they wish to. Okay? And then the Prophet said, the Prophet Sallallahu said, whoever oppresses a non-Muslim subject or taxes him beyond his capacity, then I shall be the opposite party or I shall be against him in the litigation. So the Prophet Sallallahu is actually condemning Muslims who will try to oppress non-Muslims in Islamic State. So there you go. Your lies are refuted. So thank you very much, James. I just end this. Do you got it? We're going to jump into the question and answer. Folks, if you happen to have questions, feel free to fire them into the old live chat. If you tag me or at me with Modern Day Debate, that's one way to ask a question. And even quicker, as we put them to the top of the list, you can use the Super Chat. We're going to jump into those right now. Thanks very much for your question. Chris Claus says, for the Muslim apologist, when was the last time Sharia was implemented correctly? Uh, I guess um, with the four, the caliphate, uh, Ottoman caliphate, I think everything just went down the drain. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Okay, and uh, it's basically no thanks to this, uh, yeah, this bastard here who caused it to happen. Okay, yeah, so this was the bastard who brought down the caliphate. Okay, so yeah, so that's it. Yeah. This one coming in from Stop Scamming Man says, I've got a question for the Muslim gentleman. Slavery wasn't abolished by the caliphate until the secularists took over in the 1920s. In your estimation, when, if ever, should it have been abolished? Well, um, to have a long discussion about slavery, um, there's actually nothing moral or immoral about it because it's a system. Okay, So... Um, the thing is, Islam doesn't say that you know uh, slavery uh, is to be abolished explicitly. But that being said, Islam also encourages the freeing of slaves, the manumission of slaves. Okay? So whenever you know a Muslim does something which goes against the Sharia, like for example, he doesn't fast properly, so he's allowed to you know uh, you know not fast by releasing his slaves. Okay, so this is something unique to Islam. And I I personally believe in my studies of you know uh, studying religion. Okay? You can see the evidence here behind me compared to my opponent, right? So um, basically, uh, I believe that Islam has always had in mind the eventual abolition of slavery. Okay, but uh, let's say if the world one day were to, you know, uh, come back to slavery for some reason or another, we don't know in the future, right? So if that happens, then Islam has the laws uh, governing 
the issue of slavery. Yeah. So it's not a moral or you know immoral issue actually. Yeah. You gotta thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from do appreciate it. Nemesis says M E N J Sharia triumph the Quran. Be honest. I think they're saying uh, that Sharia comes before the Quran. It takes precedence. Or uh, I really cannot. That, that, that's illogical because the Sharia is derived from the Quran. I, I don't. It's like putting the egg before the. It's putting like putting the egg before the chicken, or the chicken before the egg. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. You got yeah. it, Nikki. Which, which, which comes first, you know? Yeah, yeah. You sorry. got it, Nikki. Thanks for your super sticker and Yeshua the King. Says everyone watch Lloyd de Jong on Sharia. It's illegal for Muslims to teach us Sharia. It's legal to lie and spread by force. Um, Islam doesn't teach us lying. That is uh, basically forbidden. It's haram. And I know, you know, these uh, people like Aydemir, he, you know, he will promote this idea of takia. So this concept called takia. Okay, it's a Shia doctrine, okay, which has absolutely nothing to do with you know the Sunni Muslims. Okay, I'm a Sunni Muslim. Okay, we are taught you know from small that takia is an evil, you know, and uh, uh, this ingenious concept, okay, practiced by the Shia, and of course I as a Muslim will denounce and disavow anything you know concerning uh, takia, but it's really you know pathetic to see Islamophobes, carrier Islamophobes, using this term takia and apply it to 1.6 billion Muslims all around the world. For a Shia doctrine, okay. May I may I respond to that too quickly, James? Sure. Um, first of all, I've never talked about Takia, and I've even said that the concept of Takia is often exaggerated by people who don't understand Islam. It is mainly a Shia thing, uh, but it's not exclusively Shia. It, but the issue is. Here I have a hadith, and I will quickly read a very uh, small part to you. We talked about it earlier. Muhammad commands to kill uh, Kaab bin Ashraf. His uh, companion then says, would you, like the, would you like me to kill him? Prophet says, yes. And then he says, then allow me to say something wrong to deceive Kaab, to lure him in order to kill him. Muhammad says, you may say it. Then he goes and lures the guy out and then kills him. Here, Muhammad explicitly allows the guy to lie in order to kill his opponent. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Yeshua the King says, study Sharia. Don't waste your time with the Quran and Sunnah. The Islamic scholars already did the legwork and the final rulings are in the Sharia. Is this true, Muslim apologist? That is gibberish because uh, the Sharia are derived from... <laughs> the Quran and the Sunnah, so it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I said, it's putting the, it's basically which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's, it's, Sharia is part of the Quran and, and, and Sunnah. So if you study the Quran and Sunnah, it means you are studying the Sharia. Sharia means Islamic law, it's all Islamic way of life. So, I mean, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Did I say it right? Is it Sunnah or Sunnah? Sunnah. Sunnah, thank su you. Sunnah, Sunnah. Cameron Hall says the killing of uh, let me know if I mispronounce. Kai Kabi bin Al Sharaf. Thank you. And other critics was justified in the Sunnah. How is this not a violent doctrine? Then I should ask the questioner: Is it uh, legal for a country to you know to go to another nation? Okay and kill that person because that person is deemed to be a threat to the state. I mean, this is something that has been practiced throughout the ages, and it's uh, it's pretty much, you know, I mean, 
I, I already gave examples in my speech, in my opening statement. I talked about Jonathan Pollard. I talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know how the how America treated, uh, you know, Edward Snowden. How, um, you know, uh, how the assassination of Bin Laden happened. And most recently, Ayman Al Zawahiri. Is it legal for the U.S. to go to the to Afghanistan and you know drone strike a person just because the person attacks you? Uh, that's Very the beautiful. What a, what about? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, fine. People, that's fine for you, right? That's, that's Muhammad had people you, killed for offended. It's not fine for Muslims to do that, right? I mean, it's it's, 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 it's very it's nice. Out. What about yeah, it's acceptable? Bringing yeah. up bringing up other people's things to justify your prophet killing people because they offended him. Brilliant. That's I'm trying to show you the context. That's why you are you are taking things out of context. That's why you think that the prophet yeah. cannot do these certain things, but other people are doing this exactly the same things in into this world. So yeah, that shows your hypocrisy, I demand. Yeah, the prophet can screw himself. This one coming in from do yeah. So so do you. <laughs> coming in from. Stop scamming man says hello again to the Muslim apologist gentlemen I'd be interested to know what you think of Malaysia's apostasy laws and the recently removed law against non-Muslim publications using words like Allah um, <clears throat> I think the question is too folded so um, in Malaysia we don't actually have an apostasy law per se we have laws governing uh, insults towards Islam so let's say if Idomir here were to do something like what he did, you know, what he's doing now with his channel in Malaysia, then he's going to have to face very severe consequences, okay? But um, we don't really have an apostasy law. I mean, uh, there are people who actually apply to be apostates in the Islamic cause, and some of them have actually been approved. So um, there's no real law governing you know, about apostates. And also in Malaysia, we have like, uh, we have 14 states in Malaysia, okay? So each state have different laws, uh, governing apostasy, you know, according to uh, whichever preference they choose. So, um, in Malaysia, of course, if you insult Islam, then, yeah, you're going to face a lot of problems, okay? So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So, That's the second right. question is, uh, sorry, I need to answer this. Sorry, sure. James, okay. So, um, uh, the second question was, uh, second part of the question was about Allah in, uh, the usage of the word Allah in non-Muslim publications. I personally do not agree with this, okay? But the reasons by the government is that you know it will cause uh, instability and disharmony to Muslims. Um, I don't agree with it, but uh, I'm not in power, so I can't do anything about it. All right. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Nemesis says, "AP would Islam win a medal in the Victim Olympics?" <laughs> well, uh, I think what it does a good job. I mean, from the very beginning, the whole idea is. Uh, we are oppressed. Uh, the, the, the others are oppressing us because they are not letting us oppress them. And in this example, in today's debate, you have seen the very same thing. Uh, MENG says uh, we can oppress you, but that is OK. It's not oppression when we do it. But when you uh, dislike our oppression, then you are an Islamophobe. Boo-hoo. So. And then I'm accused of being disrespectful. Wow. This can one coming in. From Franco Trujillo says, what does Islam say about uh, the LGBT? James, 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 I think he wanted to respond oh, go to ahead. that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, okay, so uh, where do I begin? I mean, uh, if you are talking about Muslim victims, I think, uh, well, uh, I think Muslims who have won the Olympics for, for Muslim victims, not not apostates. I mean, how many apostates are actually being killed in the world today? Uh, probably close to zero, right? So, uh um, if you look at history, you know, right up from the, uh, I would say from the end of the caliphate right up to now, okay, 
of the Ottoman Caliphate, uh, there were many, many Muslims who were being killed. Okay, even now, even I mean, it's, it's strange that you know uh, that you think that Muslims are not victim, uh, victims. Victims, I mean, when we were talking about the Uyghurs. So I think you're you're being a hypocrite here, okay? Because you, you, you on one hand you try to abuse, or try to misuse the issue, the, the situation of the Uyghurs as some sort of a yardstick to you know to prop up your position, but at the same time you also try to deny that Muslims are also victims. Okay? So, let's, so let's get this straight. Um, Islam establishes so, yeah. itself as an empire and declares war on the world from the very beginning, but we are supposed to care about uh, the victims who die as a result of that war against the world. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, why why should I care about you apostates too? See, that's, that's why you're trying to tell people too, right? You're saying, oh, we, sh- we are apostates, we, should be ca- we, should, we cannot be killed because we are for, for freedom of expression. So why so why are you not helping us? Why are you not helping us? It, oh, it's, not, it's not us who declare war against Don't the world. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Them. It's not us Don't who convert the world by, by, by the use of the sword. But you, when you commit apostasy, you're, com- you're committing an act against the Muslim state. It's really that simple. Okay. I don't care I mean, about I mean, the Muslim uh, state. Yeah. I don't care about your way of life either. So that's, but that's not the point. Okay, see? funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one coming in. Okay. From... You guessed it. Franco Trujillo says, what does Islam say about the LGBTQ plus community and how they should be treated? Is the question for me? Sorry. I think so. I, I, I can answer too if you want to. Uh, if you want AP to answer this one. <laughs> so, uh, sure, so, let, let, sure, let him answer first. I mean, the, the hadith, in the, in the authentic hadith by Islamic standards, Muhammad says, uh, whoever is, uh, whoever you find doing what the people of Lot did, which is uh, universally understood as uh, homosexual intercourse, kill the one who does it and the one to whom it is done. There's also a, another reference about uh, uh, driving out of your house those who are effeminate, and he says, uh, curse those who dress like men and women who dress like uh, who dress like women who dress like men and men who dress like women so um homosexuals are to be uh, executed under islam according to muhammad and that was the uh law so if they practice it excuse me that's what he will probably say uh that was the law in islam forever so um yeah so should, should i answer yeah if you want you sure i think it was yeah, yeah for sure you. Yeah, okay. So uh, basically, um, you know, the LGBTQ thing, um, well, I can't speak for other nations, but, you know, in Malaysia especially, you know, uh, we kind of tolerate them. I mean, you were, we were talking about earlier about the term Papo, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, it's something that is tolerated in Muslim societies, but we don't accept it. I mean, uh, uh, there's no particular law, okay, in, in, uh, in Malaysia, especially against... Uh, uh, you know, against uh, LGBTQ, you know, if they practice it in, you know, quietly and everything. But of course, if they do it publicly and they, you know, uh, openly show off their whatever it is, then yeah, there are laws governing it. So yeah, um, I can't speak for, you know, other Muslim nations. I think other Muslim countries, you know, have different laws, you know, and uh, traditions and ethics regarding this. But, you know, Ademir, he, again, he lumps Muslims into one monolithic thing. And, you know, he seems to think that, you know, the laws applies across the board. So each country is different, I demand. Okay, the question country. was not Malaysia. The question was Islam. And I quoted what Muhammad said and what the Islamic scholars rule. Yes, so. the problem is we are not practicing it now. So, you know, it's, it's more. Okay, it's academic. Well, that so, was the know. question. It was about Islam, not about mm. what you practice now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This one coming yeah, in. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Okay, no, man, it's okay. 
This one from Bilal Ali says, Islam beat me up and took my lunch money, so confirm it's dangerous. I can confirm it's dangerous. I think they were just joking. This one from Samir Farsane says, AP, do you think people like yourself provoke hate? Absolutely not. Um, if there's a side effect of um, people hating um, me and people like me as a result of what I'm doing, then that's entirely natural. If uh, some hate comes out of the criticism that I do and, uh, and all that, even if it comes out from people who listen to me and who end up hating Islam or end up hating uh, Muslim sentiments, that is part of the issue. I do my part and always say that I don't hate Muslims. I don't think uh, I don't think they are evil. I don't think they should be hated. I don't recommend it. Uh, I am against it. I think you shouldn't do this. I don't hate people based on their beliefs and ideas. People are simply misguided and uh, wrong and have uh, corrupt worldviews. That's what the what the issue is. Um, but it's quite obvious that I get much more hate from uh, the Islamic camp than there is hate from me or others toward Muslims. You got this one coming in from Yahshua the King. Says Imam Ghazali, I think they're quoting them, says, quote, It is legal to lie if attaining the goal is legal and obligatory to lie if the goal is obligatory. Is spreading Islam obligatory? Yes, they say. I think they're saying that it's justified to lie in order to spread Islam. I think men just frozen. Might be that he's just standing really still. <laughs> so, <laughs> Muslim apologists, can you hear us? <laughs> uh, we'll give him a second in the meantime I'm sure it'll catch up it's just the connection our guests are linked in the description folks both MENJ Muslim Apologist and AP have their links in the description that includes if you're if you're listening via the podcast want to encourage you you can learn more about their views let me just he just entered the waiting room so I think he's coming in with a different device let me see here Can you hear us, Muslim apologist? Yeah. Hello again. Sorry, I my my laptop kind of froze on me. Yeah. No problemo. Glad to have you back. And the question, I'll read it again real quick. This is from. All right. <clears throat> where was there? It is. Yeshua de King says, I think they're quoting Imam Ghazali. Says quote. It is legal to lie if attaining the goal is legal and obligatory. Uh, they're saying it's legal to lie if attaining the goal is legal. And it's obligatory to lie if the goal is obligatory. Is spreading Islam obligatory? Yes, they say. So I think they're saying that it's, according to Islam, it would be ethical and okay to lie to spread Islam. What do you think, MENJ? Um, the answer is no, of course not. Okay, we don't believe in this. Okay, um, the, I think the person was saying was quoting Imam Ghazali, but I've never heard of Imam Ghazali. You know, Rahimahua saying such a thing, so he needs to give me the reference if there's any. So, um, but um, in Islam, we don't believe in lying. We don't believe in lying to achieve a certain goal, and we certainly don't believe like you know in lying as a practice. Okay, so lying is a big no-no. Okay. 
except for certain circumstances such as war, for example, then yes. Okay, but but there are really very rare exceptions to lying. And definitely spreading of Islam is not one of them. I mean, I'm not supposed to lie and and hope that you know Islam will, you know, I mean lie about Islam and hope that people will accept Islam because of my lie. That is a sinful act to do. And I find that disgusting actually to even think about it. Yeah. You got it, and Thank you very much for this question. Appreciate it. Yeshua King says, Reliance of the Traveler, page 744, quote, permissible lying. I think there is a follow-up to that one. Yeah, that's that's the book, the book, the book quotes Imam Ghazali. That's not a book of Imam Ghazali, but it probably it quotes him saying that. Uh, yeah, you can look it up. That's what Imam Ghazali says. Yeah, so uh, I don't accept the reliance of the traveler, okay, because I don't have, I don't, we don't, in this part of the Muslim world, in fact, okay, I mean, we Muslims in, in Malaysia, especially in, in Indonesia and, the, and this region, we rely on texts such as, you know, uh, Subuhu Salam or Bulugul Maram or even Imam Nawawi's 40 Hadiths and Imam, uh, maybe even Tambikul Gofilin, okay, but we have never, we don't even have the translation of, you know, uh, of uh, the reliance of the traveler in, in our world national language even so um the reliance of the traveler is you know something very archaic and you know uh, we muslims uh, generally speaking muslims don't even follow the text okay we don't even accept it okay? uh, but the reliance of the traveler is a very widely accepted uh muslim uh, islamic book of jurisprudence which yeah, is why, why it has evidence for that which is why it has which is why it has big priority in being the first actual uh, jurisprudence book which was translated into english it's not the first jurisprudence book. because it's not because the first which was oh translated God. fully into English because of its importance. And uh, it is by saying that lying is absolutely not allowed, you are basically uh, contradicting... Listen to me. This is oh the first... You, you are, you are, con okay? you are, you are contradic yeah. contradicting... You don't even yeah, hear what I'm, what I'm saying. You don't, you're not, you don't even hear because what you're I'm saying. Because you're saying a lie. You're saying Reliance of the Travel is the first Muslim juristic book in the world. I mean, come on. I mean... Did, did I say that? If you listened to me instead of uh, jumping into it all the time, you would hear that I said it is it is the first uh, jurisprudential book which was translated fully into English. That's what I said. It's not even the first book written in English. Okay, this is the first book, one of the first that I know of. That I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's good. That, 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 that that's considered a hadith book. That's not considered a fuck book. No, no. Muwatta Imam Malik is 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 pretty much the same thing as uh, as Reliance. Okay, and it's published in 1981. I mean. I mean, Reliance of Traveler was was translated in the 90s. Oh, come on. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's the, fir again, oh, because it's the you first actual... Okay, you, are, you are ignorant. Okay, you're totally ignorant. Okay, like, okay, okay, whatever, yeah. man. Whatever, man. I mean, you are contradicting Islamic scholars, but I'm lying, sure. Yeah, Let's go ahead. Yeah, please name me the Islamic scholars that I contradict, okay? Can, already can already, already have. No, Let's move on. Come on. No, you, you didn't. You just made an assumption. You just made a claim. Okay, You didn't name anyone, right? Yeah. You got it. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Mercedes F1 fan says, invite me on, James. I want to debate apostate prophet from Mango T. <laughs> I don't think we're... Mango T under a sock account. I don't know if we could do that. Yeshua the King says, Quran and Sunnah rookie move use Sharia. But men, or uh, MENJ, I think you already addressed that. Not a verse. Says, oh, AP, why do you only look at the bad stuff? Muhammad was nice to a cat. Thus, Muslims actually like cats. Islam doesn't prescribe executing the cats. That's good, right? Don't be a cataphobe. 
I think she's using a satirical argument. I'm yeah, sure you know yeah, Muslim yeah, apologists. Yeah. We'll give you a chance to respond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's one of those examples of Islamophobia. Okay, so this is how <laughs> Islamophobes behave. Okay, they, they take, you know, something out of isolation and then they, you know, uh, they twist it to mean something else. And this is how we Muslims are being, you know, uh, derided, humiliated, you know, by the likes of this carrier Islamophobe, for example. And it's not strange to me. Yeah. You know what's actually very interesting as a fact to mention since we are talking about delivering information here correctly or incorrectly? Uh, Muhammad one day, so Muhammad used to receive revelations uh, supposedly from the angel Gabriel uh, in the Arabic form, uh, in form of seizures, by the way, seizure attacks. Uh, and, and one day the angel Gabriel did not come to him and he was like very upset, very sad about this and was like, why is he not coming? I'm so upset. I don't know what to do. So uh, the entire day he spent like that, he went home and then he realized at some point that there is a dog inside uh, his house. Uh, he said, who brought this dog here and had that dog removed? And then uh, in the evening or the next day, the angel Gabriel, his imaginary friend, actually did come to him. And Muhammad said, why did you not come? I was waiting for you all day. And the angel Gabriel said to him, uh, Angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or a picture of a being. And Muhammad, after this, this is recorded in uh, authentic hadiths. Muhammad, after this, uh, became angry at the dogs and commanded his people to exterminate, to kill all dogs in the city so that all dogs were killed. After which he said, from now on, don't kill the dogs except except the black ones but this is actually something that muhammad did speaking of animals <laughs> this one yeah we'll give you want, a chance to respond, I respond to that? and then we'll go to the next yeah, one yes go ahead right thank you so um you see again uh you know this carrier islamophobe he's taking things out of context again he uh, <laughs> i mean uh no the, the killing of the dogs the, the the calling in the city of the dogs uh is actually due to a plague carried by no. the dogs so uh, so yeah, yeah, you can con you can control me all you want, but let me finish. The context okay. is exactly so, as I said it. Excuse me, let me speak. Okay, so basically, um, the culling of the dog is a separate incident from uh, the dog being found in the Prophet's house. So, um, the dog being in the house, uh, yes, it, it denies revelation because angels will not enter the you know, the place where there's a dog. Okay. I mean, uh, you, I mean, you can disagree with it. I mean, but that's basically what you see. It is as it is. All right. And it's a different incident from the culling of the dog, okay? the do culling of dogs in the city of Medina, because at the time there was a huge plague, and the dogs were found to be carrying that plague. So the so the Prophet Wasallam ordered these dogs to be killed. Okay? It's pretty simple as that. So he's conflating two different incidents and putting it together in as one, as though you know dogs are you know something evil and something to be you know uh, derided or something to be killed. See, this is how carrier Islamophobes uh, you know do. They try to plant this seeds of evil into your mind and you no know, warp your in impression of islam yeah, that's pretty much it yeah. yeah pretty sure that's wrong but let's go ahead yeah. thanks for coming in from do appreciate your question rob sanders says how can islam be interpreted so many ways if an all-knowing god revealed it taliban equals violence you say it's not violent though i think they're uh, getting at james james i just um so he just accused me of um uh, basically lying or connecting things the wrong way i think it would be very nice if i could quickly um set the record straight here sure. by saying if you look at sahih muslim uh 2105 you will see 
Allah's messenger did not receive revelations from Gabriel. It was evening. Gabriel finally met him after the dog was gone and said, you promised you would come the previous night. The angel said, yes, but we do not enter a house in which there is a dog or a picture. Then on that very morning, he commanded the killing of the dogs until he announced that the dog kept for the orchards should also be killed. But he spared the dog meant for the protection of extensive fields. Sahih Muslim 2105, exactly as I said it. This one from... Rob Sanders, they're saying, if it is an all-powerful God, why are there disagreements in this uh, holy book if this God is all-powerful, who wrote it? Mm. Well, uh, you know, humans are not the same. Okay? I mean, uh, if you look at uh, how Islam is practiced uh, uh, throughout the ages, um, the first three generations, the Salaf uh, were the pure form of Islam, okay? And then uh, throughout the ages, Islam spread all over the world. So, of course, you know, different ethnicities, different cultures, different traditions, they adopt Islam. Okay, like, for example, like my country, in my region, uh, Islam came to the region in uh, the 12th century. So back then we were Hindu, Buddhist. So we, uh, we received Islam without any war, without any army coming into this region. Okay, uh, Islam was spread by traders. So the king of this region uh, accepted Islam and then it was followed by uh, his peoples. So we have been Muslim for over like, I don't know, uh, 600 to 700 years. So how we practice Islam in this region is going to be different from how Islam is practiced in Arabia. It's going to be different from how Islam is practiced in North Africa. It's going to be different from how Islam is even practiced in Europe and uh, America today. So uh, we're not a monolithic group. We are, you know, of various ethnicities and, uh, you know, traditions and cultures and worldviews. So the only thing that united, unites us is Islam. So... You see, carrier Islamophobes, when something happens in the end of another part of the world, he immediately he blames the other, you know, the Muslim world. When, you know, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge uh, you know, space. Okay? This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Yeshua the King strikes again. Oh, we got that one. Malavia says, every debate Muslim apologist does, once he starts losing, he starts making personal jabs at his opponents. Is this true, Muslim apologist? I'm just human, okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm just a Muslim apologist. I'm not a saint. Okay? Yeah. Everyone just—it's just natural. You you know you experience apostate prophet. You get this urge <laughs> to just needle them. I'm teasing. We uh we appreciate well, you it's, folks. It's it's understandable. I mean I, I do a lot of uh, you know mockery and stuff too during the debate. It gets heated. It's normal. <laughs> this one coming in from Samir Farsane. Do you, apostate prophet, know the punishment for deserting the army in the United States? For deserting the army? I don't know. Um, probably some disciplinary punishment and uh, dishonorable, what's it called, discharge. Uh, I'm sure if there is a state of war going on, different standards would apply. But I guess the implication here is that if you leave Islam in an Islamic state, then you are basically a traitor, which is which is why it's okay for you to be killed, just like it's okay for you to be punished in America to desert uh, the army, which is a ludicrous comparison and not even accurate. I don't get executed if I renounce my American citizenship or say bad things about America. You got it. Apostate, or I should say... Muslim apologist, this is for both of you. But first, Chris G. asks AP, around half of the people on the planet identify as female. What do you think about how women are treated under Islam? 
And then after AP responds, would I, I'd like to hear Muslim apologist as well. Go ahead, AP. Um, Islam is obviously very, um, very discriminatory and very oppressive towards uh, women. This is a universally known fact. I mean, everybody knows that Islam is definitely not the ideal religion for a woman. You don't want to be a Muslim uh, if you are a woman. Some people do become Muslims and they often end up regretting it. Uh, others maybe like it because they have uh, such tendencies. Maybe they are happy. I don't know. But um, you know, Islam uh, is very clear. The Quran says in chapter 4, verse uh, 34, that men are in charge of women and that men, that women must uh, obey, that if they fail to be obedient, men can discipline their wives, including uh, uh, reprimanding them, separating beds, and finally uh, beating them. Uh, Islam allows this, the Quran allows this, uh, and it's once said that women are deficient in intelligence. Uh, he said that they come in the shape of a devil, because he couldn't resist the sight of a woman walking outside, had to relieve his sexual uh, pressure at home with one of his many wives. Muhammad had 11 wives at one point, married a child, and so on. And of course, we have the hijab, which is supposed to be a tool that um, keeps Muslim women in check at home, hidden from the public, behind the, uh, the scenes. Men are in the front, women are in the back. There is no equality, there is no chance for equality. Women are subdued, and that is completely archaic. This one coming in from, oh, MENJ didn't give you a response. Go ahead, MENJ. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to give me an answer, right? Yeah. So I was actually uh, half expecting this topic to come up. So um, I think I've already uh, talked about it at length in my uh, debate discussion with uh, Randolph. Yeah, so that was a very, uh, uh, I think that was very clear actually on why, on how you know Muslims, uh, you know, Muslim women are treated in Islam. So, or whatever say that Mr. Idame said just now was rubbish. Okay? It's just absurd. Okay, so um, you know uh, in Islam uh, we honor and respect women. Of course, I mean the Prophet himself said, you know, the the heavens is at the feet of mothers. And um, I mean I haven't seen a mother, you know, being uh, being a male. Okay, so. Uh, Women are, you know, uh, given, you know, a position in Islam, a role in Islam, okay? You see, in uh, in Islam, we have gender roles, okay? A man is supposed to do this, certain things, and they're not supposed to do that. Whereas a woman is supposed to do certain things, and they're not supposed to do that, okay? So, I mean, uh, this is uh, natural, okay? This is a natural order of things in any human society. But it's just that Western liberal secularism, they, you know, uh, seem to think that women, you know, should be given, uh, uh, I mean... Uh, roles which are supposed to be for men and uh, it affects the family unit okay um, so men as i've said before in my uh, debate discussion with uh, randolph uh, man is uh, basically the leader of the household okay? sorry leader of the family whereas women are the role leaders and the you know lead person in the household i mean this is a role that we have been you know assigned with so I mean, Western secular liberalism, of course, they would disagree with this, but uh, have you ever seen a woman walking bare-chested on the streets? Okay, Compare that to a man walking bare-chested on the streets. So um, what do you think would happen? See? So even in Western societies, uh, uh, women are not given equal rights because um, if a man can wear bare, you know, can walk bare-chested on the streets, why can't a woman walk bare-chested on the streets? So there's gender roles. I mean, this is acceptable. Okay, and um, regarding uh, you know uh, 
434 okay surah nisa verse 434 uh, about the so called beating okay um, basically there are three steps okay towards that okay the so called beating is used as a last resort and uh, the beating is conducted with a miswak which i have here okay is this little stick here okay aidumir so are you actually afraid of this little stick okay i mean this is in the hadith i mean you you like to search for hadith right why don't you look for the hadith where the prophet said that you're not supposed to hurt the woman your wife and you are supposed to you know beat her with only a miswak okay why don't you look it up right now find me and that. Read it find, find me that hadith find me that hadith I can't tell, do that tell me because my, 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 my laptop is not working. I mean, it's not working properly right now. You will so not be able to tell that. me the source because it's not there. It is that there. Is, just, that is, that just, is, just, just look for... Right now, I'm that, just using that is, back That is an interpretation. You are, you are, you are, afraid, you are afraid of my back stretcher. Okay? This is what you are afraid of. Okay? This is what this we is, use. This is according to, according to Surah Anissa, according to Surah Anissa, verse 34, this is what you use to... Excuse me. No, okay. the Quran. Okay. The Quran doesn't yeah. say any okay. such thing. The Quran only says it is in the Hadith. I'm not saying it's in the Quran. It's in the Hadith. You, you just okay. said that. The Quran okay. just says beat them, and you're making a mockery here by saying because Are you the really prophet, the prophet so the prophet tells us to use this. Okay, you can check. You are Hadith. you are authorized to beat women with a stick, and you are you're making a mockery, a mockery out of it by saying, "Are you really afraid of this?" Ha ha ha! What a disgusting this one coming in from do appreciate your question lepanto says where does the sun set not sure what they're getting at i have a feeling one of you guys does <laughs> so according yeah, to the is, uh muhammad's yeah, yeah. So, uh, hadith okay, let, let, okay, the sun sets uh the sun goes to a place at night and According to one version, including in the Quran, it sets in a muddy spring. According to Muhammad's uh, extensive explanation, it goes till it prostrates itself under the throne of Allah and then asks for permission. And Allah gives it permission to rise again. So it comes again in the morning from the other side. And one day Allah will say, no, this time you will not come. This time go back where you came from so that the sun will turn around and come from the other side. That's what Muhammad uh, described with his primitive understanding of the world. But I'm really curious what... M-E-N-G thinks about that. Yeah, basically, uh, the sun goes on about its orbit. It's really, I mean, sorry, the, the earth and the sun goes has its own orbit and they move, they rotate around themselves. I mean, uh, what you were describing is basically a metaphysical hadith. It's not supposed to be scientific. <laughs> and you're interpreting it scientifically, okay? I mean, it's ridiculous. And you are actually cooperating or cohabiting with a person, with a person who how believes... Is, that how is that metaphysical? Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. You are actually cooperating and cohabiting <laughs> with the person who believes that the sea is split into two, okay? And he believes that a man, a first century man, is God walking on earth. I mean, uh, these are things which are metaphysical, right? I mean, according to the to their religion. You I don't know what you're talking that. about. I don't, you, can, I don't... You, can, you can accept that, but you cannot accept the idea that the Hadith is talking about something metaphysical, which is beyond your realm of understanding. And you use this to attack Islam. Congratulations. I don't I don't live together with I don't live together with somebody who believes in these things. I have no idea what you're talking about. You just did. You had a road trip with him. You had a road trip with him. With oh, David what? Wood? Wow. Yeah, with David Wood. Are you Wood. guys roommates? Because I mean no, I was just hanging around <laughs> and driving around with him. We we spent a few days together to record stuff and all that and he describes this as Thank you for proving basically, my point. Thank basically you living together, point. which is which is very funny. Very nice deflection from the actual issue here. What in the world is I'm metaphysical? I'm not deflecting, I just answered. 
What I is the one metaphysical question. about Muhammad saying, do you know where the sun goes? The guy says, no, Allah knows best. Allah is the messenger knows best. He says, it goes till it prostrates itself on the throne of Allah. He clearly asks, do you yes, know where it goes? It's not supposed It's not supposed to be scientific. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, the Quran clearly, there, there are Quranic verses which say that the sun and the, and the earth has its own orbit. No, it does, I mean, no they, they are not. It says the sun and the moon follow each other. It never says that they... Thank follow. you very much. You just proved my point. Congratulations. Does the sun follow the moon? No. That's what I'm in. In his orbit. <laughs> in his orbit. Oh, my God. Rob. <laughs> Yeshua the king strikes again, says, Unsheathed sword, page 73, Ibn Taymiyyah said, The scholarly consensus is, quote, Anyone who insults Muhammad is to be killed. No repentance is, and no repentance is sought. Um, is that a question for me? I think so. Yeah, Ibn Taymiyyah. Right? I think um, Ibn Taymiyyah Rahim. I think he's uh, talking in the context of an Islamic state. So, yeah, I have no problems with it. I mean, that's what I've basically been touching on for the past one hour or so. So, yeah. Um, of Point course, uh, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. This no, one. it's not. It's not. You're just being, you're just being reflective. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this one from Rob Sanders says, when asked for an example by AP, why are you bringing up Nazi Germany? What did that? Uh, I remember that came up. What was the reason why it came up? No, I, I brought it up. I brought it up because I was giving an example of two Nazi officials who were assassinated by uh, the Jews of the day, and it was celebrated by the Jewish population. So. Idemi here was saying, oh, show me some uh, event in history where someone was killed for insulting Islam and the Muslims were celebrating. So I did. I did show an example. Okay, so is not responding to that, okay? Let me reiterate and clarify what happened. I asked him to show me one example of somebody being uh, attacked or killed for offending a religion other than Islam and the people of that religion then celebrating it, like in Islam, like in the Salman Rushdie case. And what he brought up as an example to that is Jews killing Nazis in Nazi Germany. No, it's, it's because it was, this was before the war. Okay, come on. Why are you laughing your fake laugh? I mean, I, I gave you an example already. Uh, you, I answered your question, basically. All right? Thank you for answering. Do appreciate it. Samir Farsain strikes again, says, AP, I was invited to a boring comedy show, and I need to laugh for no reason like do. I think they maybe mean like you. Can I please borrow your ticklish underwear? What is that mean? What, is there a <laughs> story behind you have ticklish underwear? What does this mean? I wish I'd, I I wish I did, but no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Interesting. This one coming up. Sure you don't. And this one coming in from Bilal Ali says, Islam beat me up and took my... Oh, we got that one. The Orthodox Apologetics Channel says, For AP, I missed a lot of the debate. Did MENJ have any grapes? For MENJ, are you advocating for Westerners, Westerners to destroy local Islam? Uh, he didn't no, bring any ahead, grapes, go but go ahead, go ahead. Your answer. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. No, you can answer. The question is for you, isn't it? No, you, no. I mean, it's for you, right? I mean, the first part. Just answer the first part. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, I guess the first part was about grapes because I debated with another Muslim apologist who thought it was a very great idea to uh, make a show of power by eating grapes while debating me while I'm talking. Unfortunately, MENG did not do the same thing, although it would have been very entertaining. Uh, but that's 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 my part. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, have you yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true right. that as right. a power move you you started eating debates? No, 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 no. Not me, not me. A different Muslim apologist. No, no, he's referring, he's, referring, he's referring to Brother Ali Dawa. Oh, okay. So, uh, that, yeah, I mean, Ali Dawa, that says yeah, earlier. Yeah. Okay, Ali yeah, Dawa yeah. as a power yeah. move? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. While, I'm, while I'm talking, he had somebody feed him grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, well, I, I, I probably think that, I would think that he has his reasons, but um, I guess I did something similar by showing the miswa. So, yeah, I, I, the mayor, is afraid of the miswa. So yeah, totally. Him, okay, so, totally. yeah. So can you uh, sorry James? Can you repeat the question for me? I, I didn't remember. Yeah. Oh, they said for MENJ, are you advocating for Westerners to destroy local Islam? Uh, of course not. I I wouldn't uh, want wish that upon my Muslim brethren. It would, wouldn't make any sense for me to want Islam to be destroyed in the West. Why Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Why but would so, I? But, wish it, but it's okay that? if we do that, right? It's not bad if we do that. It's not dangerous. It's okay, right? Why would it be okay? I mean, um, I I would be on the streets opposing you. Okay, this from from but, Nada. <clears throat> Go ahead, I didn't interrupt. But but you say it's but you you say it's okay for uh, Islam to basically do all kinds of terrible things to us. So. Because if you are in the Islamic state, then yes, it's fine. Because what what, what, what if we establish Islam. laws which also uh, oppress Islam and uh, say, hey, Islam is actually bad for society, so we should Go get ahead. rid of it and, ki- and kill them? What, why why is that not acceptable? I'm, I'm interested to see Western secular liberalism doing that. I, I would be very interested to see that happening. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying by your saying by your own logic that should also be okay, and you shouldn't be. Yes, I'm being consistent. Go ahead, do it. Okay. Go ahead. Fine. I want to see what happens. You got it. This one coming in from. Do appreciate your question. Not a verse strikes again. Says what or why does the Muslim apologist wear the red fizi? Let me know if I pronounced it right. Which originated in Southern Europe. Worn traditionally by the Christians, it was appropriated by the Ottoman military, replacing the turban. Um, okay, so this is the fast, okay, Turkish fast. I bought it. Uh, I bought it uh, from eBay on Insta- from Istanbul itself. So yeah, it's, a, it's Turkish in origin. There are Egyptian fezes. Okay, so in Malaysia uh, we call this the tarbus, and um, in 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 uh, in the Middle East it's known as the tarbush. Okay, so um, I don't claim to know where its origins are, but I wear it in respect of the Ottoman Empire, and because you know I'm facing a or someone who claims to be Turkish in origin, so I thought it would be a good idea to you know wear something of which reminds him of his culture. And uh, I always do this, in, even in my videos. You know, I will be, you will be, you will be seeing seeing me wearing different hats. So sometimes I wear the Songko, the Malaysian headgear. Sometimes I wear uh, something from Oman, from uh, Africa. So it's all over the world. So I try to, you know, I have this hobby of collecting hats from all over the Muslim world, and I wear them on my shows. Yeah, claiming to be of Turkish origin. I don't even. <laughs> this one coming in from. Do want to remind you folks, if you haven't yet, share this video. If you have a friend who likes controversial debates, I'm sure you do. Maybe you have a group thread on Twitter or 
on Reddit. Maybe you like to share about debates. Discord, you name it. Hey, that share button is waiting just down below as there are many people out there just like us, just as sick as us who enjoy controversial debates. This one from Yeshua DeKing says, told ya he's allowed to lie, hashtag killing dogs. I don't understand what they mean by killing dogs. I remember that sounds like that came up before, but I'm trying I to... Already, I already explained it, so yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, I presented the correct context and he, he uh, alleged nope, that I nope, was presenting the wrong <laughs> no, context, which which I then read in which the report clearly agrees with my... Yeah, it happened after. It happened, it happened way after. Okay, you're just... It, it, it's, it says, it clearly says that explicitly that morning he commanded that all dogs should be killed. I just read it to you. No, you didn't. You didn't read another hadith which says that the dogs had okay. plagues at the time. Do, okay? do, you want me, do you want me to repeat it? Uh, no, don't waste my time. I thought so. This one from Franco True Hello says, if Allah is omniscient, does he know what it's like to be the experience of a submissive woman? I think they're saying, like, if if Allah is all-knowing, then Allah would have to have the experiential knowledge, like, know what it feels like to be a, a submissive woman as well. Uh, sorry, James, could you repeat the question? Because my airports just died, so you were cutting off, so I had no problem. Switch to the yeah. They had said that if Allah is omniscient, does he know what it's like to be a submissive woman? Or, I mean, theoretically, you could also say, well, go, go for it. I'll give you a chance to respond yourself. Sorry, uh, the question is, is Muslim uh, submissive to women? I don't understand. They're saying if Allah is all-knowing, then he must know what it's like. He must like have the knowledge of what it's like to... Be a submissive woman like he must have that like experiential knowledge of being a submissive woman if he has all knowledge that's what they're saying uh doesn't really make sense to me but i guess he would because he's the all-knowing all-powerful being so he would know that is why uh, you know uh god has given us or god in the quran has given us laws okay governing the affairs of men and women okay so yeah i think i answered that you got it. And with that, I want to say, folks, thanks so much. Well, let me just let me get at least one standard question is, forgive me, guys. I know we, we got, yeah, had you here a long time already, but I do want to. Brother Ben said, can you comment? This is for you, apostate prophet. Can you comment on Ali Dawa's accusation that you create Islamophobia and that you even create violence against Muslims? Uh, yeah, so I, I am um, here always explicitly um, saying that violence is wrong, that we shouldn't counter um, Islamic aggression and hate with violence and with hate. I say that these things are uh, wrong for a reason and we oppose Islam because they are violent and hate, because it is violent and hateful. Uh, if we respond with violence and hate and blood, what's the point of opposing Islam? Um, I, I clearly and openly say these things all the time. I even say that I don't hate people like Ali Dawa. I just think that he He's uh, dumb and you know, misguided and uh, whatever it is. Uh, while he and Muslim apologists uh, openly say that people like me should be executed and that they are proud of that under an Islamic state. So they actually openly support oppression and violence against apostates and so-called Islamophobes and whatever it is, whereas I oppose it, but allegedly it is me who creates hate. That's... How that works is a real mystery to me. This one from Caden sorry, Tucker. Sorry, James. Can I respond? Sorry, James. Can I respond to that? Sure. To that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. 
So of course, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I know of the clip where you know they uh, made a musical out of uh, Ali Dawa's statement, right? So yeah, um, yeah, I don't mind repeating the same thing. You know? I mean, if you are such a pussy that you, know, you don't think that you know, apostasy laws should be applied <laughs> in a Muslim state, then yeah, so be it. But you know, we as a Muslim, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pussy. I'm a pussy because I don't want uh, laws which under which I would be executed for leaving my religion. You are such an yes idiot. in an Islamic state, man. May I remind <laughs> you? Because you are not in Islamic state. That is why you are. No, your religion is a is, is a dark, yeah. dark thing in this world. Your ideology, whatever it is, is lousy, stupid, and ridiculous. Okay? Great comeback. This one from Caden Puckett says, thanks, Caden, for pointing out. I For real, if there's anybody else who's super chat I missed, we're getting to this one right now. Caden says, AP, doesn't the Christ Church Manifesto say on page 35, quote, Christians, let our lives be stronger than death to fight against the enemies of the Christian people. Ask yourself, what would Pope Urban II do? I believe it does say that. Uh, the issue is it also says that is only one section uh, in where he also addresses other people. He says two conservatives, two Christians, to Antifa and communists and um, some other group to this. So he has a separate message for each one of them in which he basically says, let's do this, let's do this. Let's. He even says to Muslims. I, I believe he even, there's even a section below that where he says to Muslims, why don't you do this and this and this, let us this and this and this. Does that mean he was inspired no, by... Does, does that mean he's inspired... I'm talking. No I am talking. Does that mean he's inspired by conservatives, by conservatism, Christianity, uh, Antifa, and communism, and Islam at the same time? Because he addresses all these different factions. No, the guy is just talking to different people. The book clearly explains that he's inspired by political, racial motives, and uh, to the question, "Are you a Christian?" He clearly says, "That is complicated. I will let you know when I know." Is that something that a religious Christian would say? Definitely not. So I mean, it's, it's absurd to say that this was inspired by Christianity. And uh, also, we have to come to the, uh, to, to the following challenge there. Even if that guy were inspired by Christianity, which is certainly not true, do you find Christians approving of this or celebrating it? No. Do you find Muslims approving and celebrating attacks against, uh, against people who offend Islam? Yes, abundantly. Can I respond to that? Go for it. Okay, so yeah, as usual, you know, you know, sometimes I don't mean I wonder whether you're a closeted Christian or not, because you seem to be an apologist for Christianity most of the time. No, I'm just barely correcting your oh, facts. That's it. Yeah, I don't think so. So um, I think the commenter made a good point. So there is a section in uh, in uh, that manifesto where it talks about Christianity and the Crusades, okay, and that he's doing it for the for the for the uh, glory and you know. And uh, and the uh, honor of of Christianity. So yeah, that, no, that I mean, you, you can shake your head all you want, but you can read the manifesto for yourself. And there's no sections about Muslims, okay? Um, but you know, his actions pretty much speak for itself. So it doesn't. Do you, really, do you really want to challenge me on so, that and bring me and bring out the source again ahead, to just ahead. prove you wrong? So, okay, fine. Just okay. open the manifesto and you can read it. Okay, so um, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, his actions actually speak for itself. So, yeah, I mean, he murdered, you know, 81 okay. people, I think. Yeah. 
Or is let, it, let, me, let me let me find let me find the manifesto and uh, quickly see what what it says. Okay, see if I see if I made that up and lied about it or not. Let's see. Uh, the manifesto of the Christchurch uh, shooter of the terrorist is called the Great Replacement. It is all about racial matters and inspired by racial matters, which is what the manifesto is about. The title is right there. He talks about replacement the entire time and about how he doesn't have anything against Muslims, but he chose Muslims as target, as first target, because that would cause the uh, widest attention and outrage. Next would be different racial groups. That's explicitly what he said. Now let me see if uh, where he says two Christians. You, you just uh, accused me of making something up again. Do you want me to share my screen here? I, I have it. It says uh, section one, two conservatives. He talks to conservatives. Section two, two Christians. He talks to Christians. He doesn't say I do this for the glory of Christianity. He says Christians remember this and this and this. Third section, two Antifa Marxists, communists. Uh, fourth section, okay, um, correction, it doesn't say Muslims, it says Turks. Uh, and by Turks, he's referring to Muslims, basically, in the text. You can live in peace in your own lands, no, may ha no harm may come to you on the east side of the Bosporus, and so on. That's basically what it says. Four sections, conservatives, Christians, Antifa and communists, and Turks. Does that mean he's inspired by all of these people? No. This one coming in. I mean, there's a section of Christianity, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty much clear, right? Yeah, yeah. Mathis Lazat says, Do they take Bitcoin for my Jizia payment? And this one coming in from. <laughs> this one from Caden Puckett says, Apostate Prophet, are Christianity and Judaism more one coherent than Islam? And two, encouraging of peace, education, and fairness compared to Islam. So one, are they more coherent? One, are they more, you could say, ethical? Coherent, peace, education, and what? Fairness. So, um, they are definitely more coherent. They have a much uh, more coherent, much more extensive um, collection of... I mean, the Bible is a huge collection of books that are extremely uh you know full of the history of everything from a biblical point of view um those are very thin pages compared to the Quran. The Quran is a very the Quran is very tiny in comparison to the to the Bible. Do you really want to compare the pages and the number of words? You, I'm sure you wouldn't want to do that. Um, the Quran is not is not coherent at all. It is uh, the Quran itself in its uh, written text is very repetitive and incoherent. Its beliefs make no sense and are self contradictory. That said, I would say that uh, from my point of view, I, I would think that uh, Christianity and Judaism are in a sense incoherent too. Uh, if I didn't find them incoherent i wouldn't uh you know refuse to believe in them uh but when it comes to uh peace i would say out of the three christianity is probably the most peace advocating one i would say that uh judaism within its own laws uh is not quite as peaceful as uh the latter islam is the least peaceful when it comes to advocating when it comes to encouraging education i don't think i can really say anything about that i've never really thought about that aspect this one from mr monster who do you think won the debate i would uh, sorry Jen, can i can you respond to that earlier question yeah. go for it yeah okay thank you james so um yeah so again you know i demand with his rubbish you no know, it's anti-islam rubbish 
And um, yeah, about Judaism and Christianity, since you know I've studied it for over twenty years, so you know I should be the expert, you know, the subject, you know, on the subject matter. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, regarding whether uh, the context of the Bible itself, well, uh, the Bible is a collection of books which was written over the ages. Okay, whereas the Quran has only one author and was revealed, you know, over twenty-three years. So you know, uh, the Bible is actually you know written in chronological order. It's historic. It's supposed to be like historical chronological thing, whereas the Quran is thematic. So uh, of course, you know, uh, things are you know like what Adamir you know said, uh, misrepresented, misrepresented as uh, jumbled and garbled, but it's not. It's thematic. It's uh, based on certain themes. Okay, you need to actually you know um, study it a bit more than just simply you know. Uh, you know, reading off a page from an Islamophobe channel, uh, you know, uh, website. So um, regarding whether you know, you know, whether Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, you know, are peaceful or not, which is the more peaceful? I would say, um, I think the violence is across the board, and I think Daniel has already touched on this many, many times. Daniel Hakikaju. So I actually agree with Daniel's position in that uh, you know, violence is something which you cannot escape. It's part of life. There's no utopia where nobody commits violence and everyone is hang, holding hands and you know, singing kumbaya. Okay, there's no such thing. Okay? So um, if you want to say that Christianity is more peaceful than the other, no, it's not true because you know we have the Inquisitions, we have the Crusades, we have World War One, we have World War Two. All these were you know started by Christian. Da- Daniel the Kikito so, uh, says so that Christianity is more peaceful. There's no such thing as Judaism being more peaceful than the other or Islam being more. Peaceful. Stop. Okay, please let me for me finish. Okay, I didn't interrupt you, so I. Hope you, okay. you know, sure. Sorry. So, um, you know, so in Islam, I mean, in Islam, of course, there is violence, but it's controlled, and there are reasons for it. Okay, okay. And um, Christianity also believes in a just, just war concept. So, yeah, I mean, there are violence <coughs> as well. Okay, I mean, just because Christians today are pussies and you know they don't want to, you know, commit religion, doesn't or enforce the Bible. Doesn't mean you know that Muslims should be subjected wow. to the same Wow! Yeah? Wow! Wow! Did you guys? Did you guys hear that? Did you guys? Did everybody hear that? What did you just say, Menj? What did you just say? Can you can you repeat that? It's true blood sports tonight. This can, one can, coming can you, in from Mr. Can you repeat Monster. what you just said. What would happen if 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 somebody came here and said the same thing about Muslims? What would happen if people said similar things about Muslims? What would happen if people name called Muslims in such a way, which I which I do not even do? You people would go crazy. You would go nuts. You would start crying like fucking babies while claiming to be the tough ones, and and would cry about Islamophobia and how you're oppressed. And here you and here you are. Calling other people names and call an entire religious group pussies. I mean, really, man, this is the true face of Muslim apologetics. Here we have it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Mr. Monster says, who do you think won the debate? I would put my money on apostate prophet. You have a fan out there, AP. Malavia. Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. And helper of man says, are concubines allowed in Islam? Can they refuse their master of sexual relations? Um, uh, on this subject, uh, you know, I have to admit that I'm not too learned on it. Okay, so I'm not too learned on it. So uh, I don't think I can, you know, answer it properly. You aren't learned on anything. You are a complete idiot who has nothing in his, in his brain who, who attacks. 
Yeah, the entire the entire conversation when when every fact is brought against you, you 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 start making assumptions about my education because you have nothing informative to say because you are an idiot. James, can you please let me answer the question? Thank you. I have no respect left for you. You're a bastard. You're 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 ugly, idiotic bastard. You're a moron. You're a fool. You're a fool. You're just a liar. You're a carrier yeah. Islamophobe. Okay, yeah. so let me answer the question, right? Yeah, I have zero respect for you anyway in the first place. Right? I don't care if you have respect for me or not. You follow <laughs> an, a, <laughs> a stupid let's ideology. Need, you are through. stupid. Let's you defend stupidity. You, Sorry, James, you stand you, for James, stupidity. Stupidity radiates out of your stupid face. That's what you are. And that's right. what you stand for. All right. I want to give you a chance to respond. You spread hate. Which you are, spread hate. Hate is all you stand for. Hate is what you do. Insulting people on their on their religious groups is what you do. You are a piece of shit. Uh, you're afraid of the miswak. Let's not forget that. Okay. What's happening? You are, you are, <laughs> you are done today, man. You are done today. Wait, you are totally finished today. You are done today. Give, you have been Muslim exposed apologies. as a fraud, as an ignorant moron. I, congratulations for showing the face of Islamophobia today. We now know your hatred. Yeah, yeah. I've got to give uh, or I've got to give Muslim apologies a quick chance to respond regarding the actual question. Please let's don't use this as a chance to attack back. Let's just get back to our topic. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, um, uh, regarding regarding concubines, right? So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not really an expert on the subject, but I'll try to answer to the best of my ability before I was interrupted. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, yeah, I mean, there are laws governing slavery. So, uh, Muslims are, you know, are allowed to, you know, have their right hand, you know, slaves as, you know, as concubines, but um, there are laws um, governing it. So, if you take a concubine as your wife, a uh, slave wife, then um, you know the you you are only allowed to be committed to that to that person. And uh, if there's a child born, then the child has you know, all the rights of a you know a normal wife who's not a slave. So and so on. Yeah. But what do you um, think about like, child marriage? Like, Speaking um, of, there is a question about that. We'll give you a chance. What do, what do you think about marrying it? What do you think about marrying a child? Would you marry a nine-year-old? Do, do you think it's okay to marry a nine-year-old girl? We must. This is the question. Yo, do you think uh, it's okay to marry a nine-year-old girl? Don't worry, the question is... Is it okay is actually, to marry a two-year-old child? Hassan... Okay, because okay, Isaac did that. I mean, Jay, okay. this is the question. It's exactly that question. Hassan Syed... So you get to right. respond, but I just want to read this question. They said, Hassan Syed says, Why does Islam think that a man in his 50s, <clears throat> namely Muhammad, having sexual relations with a nine-year-old is okay, but listening to music is bad? How is music worse than child molestation? Go ahead. Okay, so I'll answer the issue concerning music, right? Okay, so personally, um, <laughs> I personally don't have any problems with music. Okay. I don't because, that because, because that's totally the like, Can you let me answer? Come on. My God. I mean, you're afraid of a miswa. Let's not forget that, okay? So, um, going back to the issue, okay, about music, right? So, um, I personally don't have any problems with it. Okay, uh, There are many uh, fake, uh, you, know, this, uh, you know, what we call khilaf, okay, differences of opinion regarding music. So I myself I follow that school of thought where you know music is not haram, it's not banned. It's, I mean I listen to music all, all the time. And in fact I listen to Eminem. Okay, Eminem is one of my favorite uh, singers. Okay, uh, hip hop rappers. Okay, so um, yeah I have no problems with music. So um, the actually um, like I said the issue is that uh, you know is uh, in dispute you know among different Muslim communities. Some Muslims say that it's banned. Some say it's not. Some accept it. Some it's not. So uh, it's across the board. Okay, but in my school of thought, it's allowed, and 
there's no problem with it. And I think music is something which is natural and human okay, to, to enjoy. Okay? I mean, it's, as, it's like eating. Okay? It's, it's food for the soul. So without music, how, you know, life, how will we go, go through life okay, without music? Okay? I can't imagine a world without music. Okay? So coming back to the uh, issue regarding uh, the Prophet Sallallahu marrying Aisha. So, you know, carrier Islamophobes, they take this out of context. So they say, oh, the prophet married a six-year-old and he consummated the marriage at nine. Therefore, your prophet is a pedophile. But no, that's not true because you take it out of context. And during the time of the Prophet Wasallam, no one ever complained about it. Okay, No one ever questioned it. No one ever derided him for it. It was an accepted you know, practice uh, in the Middle East, especially in what we are talking about 1,400 years ago, by the way, right? So, um, you know... Um, Many cultures practice this, okay? And let's not forget in the Bible, Isaac married a three-year-old Rebecca, okay? Rebecca was three-year-old, was three years old. Show, show, me, show me where, the, where it says in the Bible that Rebecca was three years old. check it in the Talmud, okay, for yourself. Okay, I'm not you, just, you, just said, you just said in the Bible, please show me where it says in the Bible. Please don't interrupt me, okay? Please don't interrupt me, Mr. Miswak, afraid. Okay, you're afraid of Miswak. You want me to hit you with this? Okay. So you, so, you, uh, make, you, make, you make claims and I ask you to back them up. Where does it say in the Bible that uh, she was three years old? Let me finish first. Okay, so Rebecca was three years old. And, uh, you know, uh, Isaac married Rebecca when she was three years old. And you don't see Islamophobes talking about it. Because you know why? Because they are haters. They hate Islam. So if the Prophet, Solomon was you know, was doing something which is normal during the time, during his time period. Okay, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, back in those days, you know, people were herding sheep. And you know, it was an agricultural society. So... Uh, you know, uh, women were expected to get married when they reached puberty. And Aisha fit the bill, okay? She was, uh, you know, uh, she reached puberty when she was nine, okay? Okay, so that is why the Prophet waited three years. Let's not forget, the Prophet, the Prophet Solomon Salam married Aisha when she was three, uh, you know, was six years old. And he waited for three years before he consummated the marriage. Why do you think he waited three years? If he were a pedophile, he could just sleep with her at that moment. So uh, this issue, so this issue was, you know, I remember, I recall, you know, uh, learning about this issue back in 1999, 2000. I mean, it was, it was back then the internet was, uh, was Wild Wild West. So there wasn't many people, you know, uh, talking about it, but we it came from there. Pretty so, quick here. Yeah. Can I, can I respond to this issue? Because I, it's, I think it's a very crucial thing. It's a, it's an extremely as crucial thing. As long as we thing. don't get too bogged down, because we do have some more questions. Okay. Yeah, if, if you're going to respond okay. to it, then well, so I'll First off, can I have the last, sorry, sorry. Can, I uh, don't, James, can I have the last say after that? Yes. So bringing up Thank the Bible you, is, of, is, of course, a very nice deflection. There is no source in the Bible which actually says that Rebecca was three years old, but... Uh, but we established that already. Uh, the issue is Mohammed was 50-something years old when he married a six-year-old girl and consummated the marriage, meaning had sex with her, penetrated her, a 50-year-old man when she was nine years old, taking her to bed, a little nine-year-old girl and having sex with her. That is your perfect human being prophet. It is not some random guy who lived in an environment in the stupid 7th century Arabia where people didn't know how to live. It is supposed to be your perfect moral guide for all mankind, 
who should not be affected by his environment and what people do, but rather should set an example for all mankind to follow. And what he does is to take a little girl to bed and penetrate her when he is an old man. And you cannot bring me a single source in which it says that that was only something of that time, which is why Muslims today, like Daniel Kikichu and maybe probably you, say that, 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 that it's entirely acceptable. So finally, do you think or do you not think that according to Islam it is acceptable to marry a nine-year-old girl and have sex with her right now in today's time? If not, based on what? Go ahead. Yes, as usual, uh, you conflict issues. Okay, um, I have written an article a long time ago refuting this accusation about you know Aisha or the or and her. And um, okay, first of all, let's let's establish certain things, right? First of all, did Aisha ever complain about her marriage to the Prophet Sallallahu Did she ever did that? Okay, was she ever abused, mistreated, you know, you know, derided or whatever it is that you think that you no know, she suffered through? Was, was she happy with the marriage? That's number one. Who are you to be speaking about our mother or the believers, Aisha Sallallahu and her, you know, on, on her behalf okay, she, when she hasn't made any complaint? Okay, that's one thing. Secondly, okay, as uh, I've said earlier, the Prophet was living 1,400 years ago. It was a normal practice back then. Okay, I mean, nobody was complaining. I mean, until, you know, people like Ridvan here, like Aydemir here, came along and you know, repeated the lie that was only concocted in the 19th century by uh, this um, Orientalist. Okay? Um, I don't recall his name at the moment, but he was the first person to accuse the Prophet of doing something uh, sexually questionable to, to Aisha Rodeo and her. Okay. So um, the prophet was just a man who was living you know, in those times, in that age. So obviously he has to conform with the traditions and the mores of his time. I mean, we're not saying that the prophet is God. Okay, Yes, he's the best example of mankind to ever walk the earth. But that doesn't mean every single thing that he does, okay, that doesn't mean every single thing that he does is something that we should follow. For example, the prophet wrote camels. I mean, if that's the sunnah, is that what's well, supposed to follow? False equivalence. You did not answer the question. Thank I you. Everybody sees it. I did. I did. I did. I haven't finished. I haven't finished the, finished the, uh, the answer. Yeshua King finish. says, "Focus on Sharia because it quotes the Quran and the Sunnah, thus having the final ruling of interpretation. Hence, why your peaceful verses have been abrogated or done away with, like legally, kind of no longer enacted." Is what they're saying. I really couldn't follow um, the question. They're saying, what did like, focus, on, the focus on Sharia because it quotes the Quran and the Sunnah, thus having the final ruling or interpretation. They're saying that Sharia transcends or that it takes precedence or mm -hmm. priority okay. over the Quran and the Sunnah. And then says, hence why your peaceful verses have been abrogated. They've been done away with. And Sharia, which is less peaceful, they're saying, is king. Is that question for me? Sorry. Oh yeah, they're trying to say that you're, you know, that Sharia, being kind of the proxy for Islam or being kind of like what Islam is based on, is violent. Um, well, the Sharia is part of the Islam. It's part of Islam anyway. It's part. Of the, it's derived from the Quran and Sunnah. So I, I really cannot understand why the this shot on me because, um, I mean, without you know, without the Sharia, you can't be a Muslim. So Sharia means you know, a way of life or path that pathway that you follow. So, um, 
if Islam says that you know you need to go to war for certain things, then yes, you go to war for certain things. So, uh, so what? I mean, everyone has its own laws. Everyone has its own Sharia. Okay? Even the United States have their Sharia, which is the Constitution. So that's what basically Sharia means. Okay. This one, Christianity is Unstoppable, says Sharia has hundreds of thousands of legal rulings from ranging from topics like child marriage to apostasy. It's their version of the Supreme Court expose Sharia. I agree. Nemesis says, MENJ, you just won gold in the victim Olympics. And Nadaverse says, why does the... We got that one. Yeshua the King says, told you... We got that one. Franco... And there was just one last one that came in. Sunflower, thank you very much for your question. Says, Isaac is not the Messiah in Christianity. Jesus did not marry anyone, let alone a child. Don't compare Muhammad to anyone but Jesus. The difference is Muhammad is the perfect role model in Islam. Um, yeah, of course. We believe in all the prophets. We believe that you know Moses was a prophet. Isa alayhi salam or Jesus is a prophet. Muhammad sallallahu was a prophet. So, I mean, we treat them all equally. We don't, you know, distinguish between them. So, yeah, I mean, um, Jesus has his own pathway. He didn't get married. Yeah. So, but, but what does that mean? I mean, does that mean that we Muslims, you know, uh, uh, shouldn't get married too? I mean, our Christians shouldn't get married too? No, of course not. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the situation of the time. Right? So, the reason why Jesus didn't get married was because of his situation, his circumstances. If it were, you know, and we Muslims believe that in the last day when Jesus comes down to earth, we believe in the second coming too. So we believe that when Jesus alayhi salam uh, will come down to earth uh, in the end days, he will get married and he will have children and he will pass away and he will be buried next to the Prophet That's what we believe as Muslims. Yeah. And he will kill the pigs and break the cross and go to war for and the Muslims. And, yeah, so and, and of course, fight the Jews. We have a problem with an apocalyptic uh, prophecy. Uh, I mean, you should read Revelations, okay? Yeah, so I find it very funny that Muslims always claim to be very uh, believers of all the prophets, but then you don't actually know anything about the prophets because you have no scripture which tells you about the lives of the prophets. You have a few prophets in the Quran do, of which of which the life stories are very short, cut very short in a very dumbed down way. You don't accept the Bible as a source. So. This one coming from Zagros Ozcan says, AP, you've educated yourself well in these matters. It shows referencing left and right, bam, bam. And you had a fan out there. Nemesis says, congrats. We got that one. Mark Reed says, resorting to violence to solve your problems does not make you strong. It makes you weak. Yes. Well, I think they're referring maybe to the the back scratching stick that you were talking about hitting people with. Or or for... Or to Islam handling uh, society with violence and that being justified because it's for our own good. But, yeah. What do you think, though, MENJ? I want to give you a chance to respond. Yes. Yeah, thanks. So, um, I guess, um, he was, just, was he talking about the miswa, the, the stick? Oh, I, I think that's just my best guess. They didn't mention it, but, I, like, I'm not sure what it, it might have been something else. Uh, all right, James. Never mind. I'll just cover it on the on the basis of whether he's talking about the miswa and also talking about the you know the concept of violence in Islam. Okay, so I'll answer both, right? So um, regarding the miswa, okay, which uh, Idomir here is afraid of, okay, the little stick that I was shaking just now. So um, the miswa is only to be used at 
only do, during the last of circumstances. So um, there's, like I said, there are three steps towards doing that. So first of all, and also the reason is because let's say the wife is uh, rude to the husband or being, you know, uh, basically what we call new shoes, okay, or disobedient to the husband. So the first step is to first of all uh, admonish her. Then the second step is to separate your bed from her. And the third step and the final step is if she still is disobedient, then you beat her with a stick. Okay. The point is to humiliate her and to make her realize that it is wrong for her to be disobedient to the husband. It's really that simple. It's nothing to do whatsoever with violence, like what you see in American societies where you know, or in the Western world where you know, people have been beaten black and blue, okay, due to Western secular liberalism, right? So um second part of the question, which is violence about in Islam in general. So I mean, Islam doesn't uh, apologize for this. I mean, uh, basically, I think uh, you have heard what uh, Daniel Hattagi said about violence in Islam. So we don't uh, deny that violence exists in Islam, but it's not something which, you know, you do at your whim and pleasure. We don't use it to oppress other people. We don't use it to force other people to come our way of life. We don't use it to, you know, um, you know demean or humiliate people. We only use it if there are extreme circumstances as a very last resort. Okay. Okay. Like for example, let's say if your country is being attacked, for example, I mean, are you just going to you know turn your right cheek and let your face be slapped? No. Of course, you're going to go to war. So it's that simple. Okay. Two two points to very quickly object. Uh, the Western world is actually statistically seen significantly by a huge gap more peaceful and has much less violence than the Islamic world, which is publicly available statistics known by everybody. And the other part is, yes, Islam does uh, establish a system in which uh, people, especially men, are turned into mentally weak uh, guys in the name of uh, establishing authority. I mean, Jay, I'll give you a, a really short last word, then we got to go to the next one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, the terrorist Islamophobic is, you know, uh, completing things again, so... It's not because men are weak, which is why we uh, admonish the wife, because it's because, you know, she's disobedient. And yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a last weak. resort. So it's not, it's, we, we try to uh, avoid that. That is why the first two steps come into place before the final step, right? So usually it might, you know, it might be resolved earlier than expected. So it doesn't mean that, you know, we just go ahead and, you know, beat the wife. When this is empty, we've got so many questions. This is empty, so we use this. This, this one from Zagros Ozcan says, Mr. Apologist, I ban you from the Eminem fan club. And Isam Aulad. <laughs> sorry, I, I, sorry, can I respond to that? Yeah, can I, respond? Yeah, I, I really love that rap god, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, sorry, you can't ban me from Eminem, my Eminem. Okay. This one from Isam Aulad Ali says, How come Allah did not preserve one interpretation of Islam and the Quran and rather allowed hundreds of different sects with different interpretations? Uh, well, it's the nature of, of uh, humans to, you know, uh, distort and you know, uh, uh, change and, you know, um, uh, reinterpret the message which uh, God has sent to us, which is why we have so many religions in the world. Okay? It's not just Islam, which are divide, which is divided into many sects. It's also Judaism, it's also Christianity, it's also Buddhism, it's also Hinduism. It all, basically, all religions in the world suffer from this. And um, it is the you know it's imperative upon the person to of course you know study the religion and you know, learn the right path. It's, it's really that simple. So, I mean, uh, I've dedicated myself to you know studying religion. So yeah, I mean, I rediscovered religion you know back in my teens. You know, back then I wasn't really that religious, but you know later on, okay, thanks to people like uh, you know Ademir here before him, that is, 
uh, I realized that you know Islam needs uh, a response, and um, I decided to learn my religion again, and that is why I'm able to, you know refute people like him, and I intend to make this a career okay for until the end of my time to stop people like him okay, from spreading their filth about Islam. You're doing a fantastic job. This one coming in from do appreciate it Ray but, Cosby. Yeah. Says Muslim apologist, what would you add to the Quran to stop followers from attacking blasphemers? Uh, I don't have to add anything. It's already in the, in the Quran and Hadith, so yeah. You got it. And let me just double check. I think we've gotten to the end of the question list. Want to say thanks so much for being with us. We really do appreciate it, folks. It's been a great show. Thanks for all of your support. We're at 374 likes. We can easily get to 400 likes, folks, if you haven't hit that, you hit like yet. That will help this debate be seen by more people, as really YouTube does recommend it more, and it's more likely to get ranked. In other words, more people are more likely to see this debate if you hit like. So if you thought your side won, you thought your side was more persuasive on this particular question, hey, great reason to hit like, as more people will see this debate. But want to say, most of all, thank you so much. Muslim apologists and apostate prophet, it's been a true pleasure to have you guys with us tonight. Folks, they're linked in the description. Want to remind you, you can learn more about their views, and that includes if you're listening via the Modern Day Debate podcast, as all of our debates end up on the podcast, and we link our guests in the description box there as well. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.